are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Dirty and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I'm always hungry by the time we get to the show, man. Yeah. I got to right. eat something. It's all right. You, you, it's, that's your that's your, your stick, you know, when you're on, on your eating. Um, I'm the Brad Pitt. I'm the Brad Pitt of online of, podcasting. Of our podcast, yeah. Of our podcast, no. not of, any, of anything else's. Um, those of you that don't know, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. We're live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube and Twitch simultaneously. If you want to watch this after the fact, you can watch the video format on the VOD on Twitch, which no one does. You can watch the past broadcast over on YouTube with a breakdown of what, what categories after uh, the show airs. Or you could also watch us on Spotify since... Since they're trying to cancel Joe Rogan, I think we're up next, Sarge. We're like, we're right there. Like I said last week, it's, it's him and then us. He brings in 11 million people an episode. We bring in 11. We're close. We're real close. Uh, so, yeah, episode 296. Uh, if you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can hit that like button down below. You can leave a comment. You can hit the follow button on Twitch. You can hit the Twitch Prime. Uh, you can use the Twitch Prime. You can hit the sub, uh, subscribe button over on uh, on YouTube. You can hit the membership button over on YouTube. If you like to tip, you can leave a tip uh, through Streamlabs. You can also do a a uh, uh, what is it? What's it called? A super chat over on on YouTube as well. There's lots of different ways you can help us out. You do not have to give us monetary value. You could also just give it a thumbs up. Uh, you can give a like. You can share this. Uh, so yeah, we do episodes about 42 a year. Uh, out of uh, 52 weeks so if you like this type of stuff please make sure you please share like and subscribe uh, I'm a little under the weather my voice is still a little raspy the last time I streamed besides last night was last week when we did this show Sarge I haven't done I haven't done anything all week um, on today's show Sarge on today's show we have lots lots to talk about uh, but we're only going to talk about a few a few of the stories. We're going to talk about Star Citizen. We're going to be talking about Halo. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a small little company called Sony who uh, purchased another small little company called Bungie. We're going to be talking about PlayStation uh, shipments. We're going to be talking about uh, more games on or more, more acquisitions, I should say, coming down the, the pipe. We're going to uh, show you the size differential of Microsoft after they picked up Bungie and oh, I'm sorry, after they picked up uh, Blizzard and Activision, Microsoft didn't pick up Bungie. They picked up Blizzard and Activision. Uh, we're going to talk about Overwatch 2. We're going to talk about the N, uh, the FTC investigating Microsoft and Activision deal. We're going to be talking about Betafield 2076, Sarge. Are we? Yeah, we? we're going to we're going to talk about that. Um, I, think, I thought we said what we gonna have to say about it. Uh, well, it, they just keep coming out with stuff, Sarge. Uh, we're going to talk about Epic and Fortnite a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, Blizzard's survival game. We're going to talk about a lot about NFTs, so much so that we have... I literally made a segment about it, Sarge. We made a whole segment 
about NFTs. Uh, we got a couple stories of NFTs going on. We're going to talk about Atari as well. We're going to talk about Troy Baker. Uh, we're going to talk about... Th this is going to be good, Sarge. We're going to talk about a Masters of the Universe live action, like a reboot, okay? But it gets good, and I'll tell you why it gets good when we get there, okay? And then we're going to talk about Sega. Those are just a few of the top stories from the past week. Uh, so all, I can, all I can hear when you say that is Dolph Lundgren screaming at the top of his lungs, <clears throat> I have the power, with that fanfare music in the background of that really crappy He-Man Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't understand. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't. He, he didn't yeah. pronounce the music. The music was, the music was like out of twelve. The little the, the horns. I just I. Uh. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. What's going on, chat? You, you said animated, doing right? You said you said animated He Man, right? No, no, live action. They've already done two animated He Man. Now they're making a live action. It comes out this summer. Live action, and I'm telling you, Sarge, it gets better when you when I start reading. On who's writing it, it's going to get a lot better for you. It's going to get a lot better for you. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, Sarge, what have you done or what have you played in the last week? Actually, um, ever since all these things have been happening in the gaming industry, I haven't been playing anything. I stopped, I, I, It's a repeat of last week. I've been playing, I'm still playing Elder Scrolls Online. And um, I had finished the, uh, the Castlevania game, Symphony of the Night, but... Other than that, I've just been researching. That's all I've been doing. You haven't played uh, anything? I, you haven't I, tried I, anything? I mean, I, I wanted to try that Transformer game. You said it was on Game Pass, but you said it was horrible. So, Oh, yeah, I tried I, it. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm hesitant to even, even download it. But Yep, but thank you. Thank you, Game Pass. <clears throat> I played that Transformers. I don't even know what the hell. Battlegrounds, I think it's called. Transformers Battlegrounds. It's on, it's on uh, Xbox Game Pass. I played it for about an hour, and... Oh, God, is it awful, Sarge. It is... Not only is it this, like, the worst Transformers animated series they took from, like, the really cartoony, like, Nickelodeon uh, one that they had, but the gameplay, it's like an XCOM, but not, okay? It's just, it's just so bad. The, so the best, the best they could do was trying to copy XCOM but with Transformer guys? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an XCOM game, but with Transformers. We already, we already came out with the Transformer game. Someone just has to listen to our show and... Yeah. Just go ahead and make it. It's 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 a bad game. I don't I don't suggest anyone buying it, and I definitely uh, don't suggest anyone even download it off of Game Pass because it's a uh, it's a waste of your time. You could literally go do anything else, anything else. Like learn to knit. I, I really do uh, want go a shove your thumb in your eyeball for ten seconds, right? Is it a sixty dollar uh, mobile game? I don't know if it's a sixty dollar mobile game. I think it was a forty dollar game when it came out. But now it's it's uh, it's a bad XCOM. You mean XCOM? No, 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 no. XCOM looks awesome. Like the are you talking about the original XCOM, DMAC? Right? Like I'm talking, we're talking like XCOM, the original XCOM, and it's worse than that. It's worse than the original XCOM. I mean, listen, XCOM XCOM isn't that bad because it's still around. Oh no, yeah, they've had other ones. I liked. Uh, I forget what XCOM I, XCOM I liked. I think it came out in like twenty. 2013, 2014 is the I last think, one I played. I think, they're, I think after this last one that came out, I think they're probably going to try to do a rehash of the one that was underwater, where the aliens were underwater. Mm. Because the last couple of XCOMs that came out, the graphics were redone. It looks really good. But they haven't really done like the underwater one in that in that mode yet. So I think that's like the next one they're going to head towards. Yeah, so 
Uh, other than that, I, uh, I I jumped into Elder Scrolls for thirty minutes. Uh, I played I played a little bit, and then I played uh, Sea of Thieves for about an hour. And I have to say, I, I I went in by myself and did a mission by myself, just a one of the pir uh, pirates' life for me uh, story. And goddamn, they do a good job with the story-driven stuff, the adventure stuff. We talked about this, uh, I think it was two weeks ago or last week, when they're coming out with a new update with adventures. They're coming out each month or every three months. They're, they're adding an adventure to it. But uh, I didn't play the Pirates one when it came out. I played like the first the first mission, and there's like five missions total, and I'm on mission two. They're so good, man. They're just really good. And again, I, I want to play with a bunch of people, so I stopped playing. I didn't complete the story. Um, I want to go in with a group. Um, but that's where I played, and I was sick all week, so I really didn't like die. I didn't. I didn't play Lost Ark. I didn't even turn on my uh, to to play uh, Marvel Future Revolution. I was like coughing a, a lung up for the entire week and sleeping. So <clears throat> you got the crud. <clears throat> yeah. So all right, Sarge, it's time. For the top oh. stories, and I made a, I made a, I made an intro for this, Sarge. This is new. Ready? Here we are. For the top stories. <clears throat> here we go. We got the top stories from the past week as we start off here on February third. So, Star Citizen I'm throws. Worried. Go throws ahead. shade at players upset about dropped roadmap features. Now, Star Citizen developer Cloud Emporium Games scaled back its game's roadmap, claiming that backlash from disappointed fans to be distracted. Now, first announced in 2012, Star just to remind people that this game's still not out yet. Star Citizen came out in 2012. It's a decade old. Okay. And in the recent roadmap roundup post, the developer explained that in 2020, the decision was made to add speculative content, speculative content to the list of forthcoming updates and features. And every post on the roadmap was flagged with either committed or tentative header. Okay. Now, this was meant to communicate to the community that not every piece of content added to the roadmap was destined to debut in the game. Now, however, after numerous tentative features were un ultimately dropped and through director Chris Roberts maintained the project wasn't a pipe dream, backlash among Star Citizen fans grew and the Cloud Emporium Games made the decision to nix tentative content from the roadmap altogether. Now, going forward, the released view of Star Citizen's roadmap will only include content in which the developer has committed to and which they are already in the near, uh, in the near future. In the aforementioned post, Cloud Emporium Games mentioned that the noise... Uh, from the community regarding drop or delayed features to which the team had not committed or was becoming distraction is a, <coughs> a blunt assertion for the studio already considered uncommunicative by the fans. And the post goes on to state that while the goal in the roadmap was uh, focused on progress in broader terms, many players believe that marked tentative, otherwise everything that appeared on the roadmap was a steadfast promise. So, do you believe this shit, Sarge? The guy who raised money from their fans, and the game's been a decade in the making, still not out yet. One of the partners ran with $8 million, never to be seen again. That was his brother, by the way. Yeah, I know. Just the guy. Okay. This is his brother. Now, they, 
they continue to make this game, and yet they're mad that the fans are mad that they're holding them up to be like, hey, you put this on the roadmap, right? And now they're mad at the fans for being mad at them. What do you, what do you, what do you think about this, Sarge? I don't think about it at all. But we can we can discuss we can discuss roadmaps for the eighteenth time on this show, and all a roadmap is is something for us to focus on rather than yell at the devs themselves. We argue about the roadmap. <clears throat> it's a deflection on responsibility. You know what you're going to do with the game, and if you don't know what you're going to do with the game, then you're not making the game correctly. Like if you don't know the vision of your game, if you don't know where you're going with it, then you don't have to bother saying anything. I won't buy it. We know you don't know what you're going. We know what you, we know you don't know what you're doing. A roadmap just says, "Hey, we're thinking about this. We're thinking about this stuff, right? And we're going to bring it out six months from now, a year from now. And everyone's supposed to be hanging on to the roadmap, like you you hang it on the wall. It's supposed to be exciting for you that in six months I'm going to get this. When in reality, a roadmap is not a promise of anything. All a roadmap is is something for you to stare at." While you're waiting for your game to be finished, right? I don't, I don't appreciate roadmaps at all, like zero, zero. Because first of all, the verbiage is broken, right? Because a roadmap is something that shows the factual locations of places, and if I want to get someplace, I know how exactly how to get there. A roadmap in the video game world is a loose collection of words put on a piece of paper and sent out into the void in order to keep people from yelling at them demanding when stuff is coming. I can just look at the roadmap and I don't have to yell at them anymore. That's all it is. It's, 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 it's broken language as far as I'm concerned. And until, if, if the development team or the publisher wants to get excited about something, then like you want to give us like the glimpse of what it's like to be in the boardroom when you guys are all mind-bending mind each other, trying to figure out what the next awesome game is going to be then maybe, just maybe, you could talk about that. Like what we talked about in the PowerPoint presentation of what we're going to do with this game. That would be awesome. I'll take that. That would be awesome. But because it's not like that, I don't care. I, I, I just find it funny that the the population that's playing the game is is starting to see 10 years into it, by the way. They're starting to see that this is a... This is a, uh, a, a not a good... If it takes you 10 years right. to realize anything... Right, right. right. There's something right. wrong they're with you. They're finally seeing that the game is not going to be what they think it was going to be, right? Where they're taking stuff that was supposed to come on the game and they're like, ah, no, 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 cut that, cut that. They have yet to give us a full-fledged game of Star Citizen. And yes, yet... but, they've been in... but the argument will be they've been entertaining you for 10 years. You've well, been playing it, right? The You've problem, been playing it. The problem here is the people that are funding the game are the problem, Right? The people that have been supporting this game for 10 years is the problem. And now the people... You mean the people that are paying thousands of dollars for thousands, a Starship that doesn't thousands exist? Thousands of thousands of dollars. You mean those dollars. people? Yes. Yes. Those people are the problem. Right? And then and then now the developers have the balls, the, the audacity to, to, to get mad at the people giving them the tens of thousands of dollars. Millions. They've raised the most money than any game has ever raised before okay the amount of money that they put towards this game is higher than grand theft auto is more than anything okay and yet they have the audacity to be mad at the and, and give shade back to the people that are actually supporting them i just I, think it's the, fucking the smartest the smartest guy in the entire company 
was his brother who walked away with six million dollars. Oh, for sure. As soon as, as soon as the money came in <clears throat> to make the game, and he he picked up the six million dollars and said, "Peace, I'm out." At least, at least he was honest. At least he said, "All right, I got what I came for. I'm out." Right. Right. The last ten years have been like this ongoing con on a game yeah, it's, a, it's a con that, that will never come out but because you exist in pre-alpha you could talk about it as if it's still coming i mean star citizen might as well jump on board with the nfts right let's be honest they might as I well mean, just put they, nfts in that game that, that is an nft yeah buying a starship that only you <laughs> yeah. can have for real money is uh, no it is i know nfts have been in the game for they own that that ship until the the game that they bought it for shuts down so, all right, next story. The next story I want to talk about is Halo. Halo, right? So, Halo's Infinite Dev gives update on co-op and Forge. Now, Joseph Stanton from 343 Industries provides an update uh, for the anxious fans about the development status of the campaign co-op of Forge mode for Halo Infinite. Now, Halo Infinite, uh, Halo Infinite, is the latest installment in the Halo franchise, okay? Among, good. among the missing content that the players want to be added is the Halo uh, Infinite or campaign co-op, which we're waiting for, a long-standing feature of the series, and Forge. Now, a map editor and creation tool set months before the release of the game, developers announced that more time was needed to get it pop, uh, popular feature ready. Now, as a result, they were delayed until sometime in 2022, while the update about the additional content was expected to arrive in January, it is now in February. We're now in February, and the players continue to wonder about those future of the title. Now, however, it appears that the gamers are finally getting some answers from 343 Industries for better or for worse. Now, in a tweet from February 1st, Joseph Staten uh, says, head of creative 343 Industries updated fans on how much anticipated Forge mode and campaign co op would be. Unfortunately, the message from the developer was probably not what most gamers wanted to hear. According to Staten, Previously scheduled January update on the seasonal roadmap that includes information on both the Forge and the campaign co-op was not ready to be revealed and will need more time to finalize our plans. So what we share is something that you can rely on, okay, or you can't, uh, you can rely on, he said. As a result, more details would not come until a later date. Now, the update from Staten also echoed through another developer, 343 Industries, on Reddit in a comment where Brian uh, Jared, Halo Community Director, revealed that the roadmap for Halo Infinite is, is still in the works. Unfortunately, he admitted that the figure out the details for the rest of the year was taking longer than anticipated, which is always a good sign, Sarge, which is always a good sign. However, he noted that similar updates uh, could continue in the coming weeks or will continue in the, uh, in the coming weeks. So here we are, Sarge. We, we talk about roadmaps. As Wolverine said, we talk about roadmaps here more than we talk about Mace Windu on the Star Wars show. Okay. We, another roadmap that they say, now again, if you have nothing to tell us, don't say a fucking thing. Yet they keep telling you, hey, I got stuff to tell you. Listen up. I got things to tell you. Find out next week. Next week comes. They're like, hey, uh, the thing I told you about last week, uh, I can't tell you this week. We're still working on it, but we'll let you know. Stay tuned till next week. And so on and so forth. And they just keep doing this. Okay. Now, Halo Defenders, strap up, buddy. Put your armor on. Put your Master Chief uh, headset on here. Okay. These people will protect anything. It doesn't matter if it's Halo. It doesn't matter if it's Battlefield 76. Okay. Games are not complete when they launch. 
Now, minus takeout Game Pass. Takeout Game Pass. People that purchase this game on day one, okay? I don't care if you're just playing multiplayer, okay? We're talking about Halo, the single-player game, and what the whole game is when it was supposed to launch. It's missing features, okay? It's missing things in the game that should have been in the game from day one, right? They were behind times. They showed this shit a year ago, okay? And it wasn't ready. It was supposed to come out a year and three months ago, okay? And now they launched it just two months ago. Not even. Not even. It came out December. Yeah, two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. Almost. Two months. Almost. Okay? And it's a mess. It's a mess because the game is not... Now, someone's going to come in and go, I played the campaign. I'm having a fun. I'm having a fun time. That's not the point. The point is the game came out and it's not complete. It's not ready for live service. They can't even provide live service to the live service game they've implemented into this game. Okay? Things are broke. I think uh, Big Team Battle is, like, unplayable at the moment. I haven't played in about a month and a half myself, so I can't talk firsthand, okay? But that's one of the issues. Now, they don't have a roadmap, and that's, that's fine, okay? That, that's fine. But this is yet another problem with a game that's a live service game, okay? That microtransaction store sure has no problem coming in at... $9, $14, $25, right? They still even can't even get that right. They can't distribute XP correctly. How come you don't get XP when you're done with the actual match? You only get XP for a certain period of time, right? Right? The, the issue that you, the gamers have to understand in the climate that we're in is that in-game stores, skin selling, MTX, NFTs, <clears throat> Whatever other financial machines are inside your game are now what's keeping the game floating while they decide how that game should actually be played. So you are not buying a game. You are buying a platform that sells digital products. Right. This is the problem now. This is the first and only problem now. An incomplete game to them does not matter. As long as the cash shop is running, as long as there is a way to, to make for them to make revenue while the broken game is there, there is no risk for them. No risk. Yeah. And the people that are playing it show them that they have no reason to fix the shit or, or, or do anything, right? Mo says it was fixed today, the BTB, and, he, and he's having fun though. But I can have fun six months from now. And the game six months from now is a better version of the game that you paid or didn't pay for, but you played on day one than it was on day one, right? The game factual is better six months from now than it is on day one, okay? Not just Halo. Oh, name a game. You can throw a game out there, okay? The game, if it's live service, is better six months, nine months for normal features. Co-op. Forge, right? And this is not the stuff that's broke. This is just the stuff that's not included on day one for the game. Okay? But it's the best shooter this year. Well, congratulations. For I your mean, subpar, for your subpar expectations. I mean, but what about what about the buttery smooth gun combat of Battlefield Hardline? Doesn't anyone right. remember the butter? Butter smooth combat of yeah. Battlefield Hardline. So good, Sarge. It was it was so good. 
I mean, broke. I can't. I can't. But believe, man, it was good. I can't believe you guys aren't going to talk about that one. That one's the best. <clears throat> so we go from we go from that Halo story to the the next Halo story. The next Halo story I want to talk about is: Did you know, Sarge, that Paramount Plus is coming out? Uh, is coming out with a TV series, and it's coming out. It's coming out real soon, Sarge. Not real soon. Okay. I should have told you that it was a Halo show because I, I want to read you the synopsis of of what this is. I was excited up until I read that article. Okay. Let me let me let me read it for you. Let me I was actually you. excited. Steven Spielberg, Halo. Right, and you're like, fucking in, Steven Spielberg, Halo. Why not? Let's do it. Live action series looks awesome. Okay. Now, let me let me bring up let me bring up the. Uh, I got a, I got a, a commercial here, and then I got the ad. Okay. As as uh, I can't I can't look at this and read the fucking article. So, um, so. Halo live action series looks awesome. When it comes to visual effects, the team behind the slightly anticipated Paramount Plus original show did a phenomenal job, as we'll look at the trailer in a second. Okay. Now, the synopsis is that Master Chief does not appear to be the main protagonist in the Halo series. Why would he? Okay. But instead, a minority space orphan named Quan Ah, played by the Australian very own Coming to upcoming talent, Yurin Ha. Okay. She plays a 16-year-old from the outer colonies, Sarge. And she's a bit of a space scavenger and has an incredible power inside of her, which mm. we will see slowly discovered throughout the series. Does, does mm. that sound like something? It does sound familiar. Does it does it sound like something? A space scavenger mm. that's a girl that's young. That has an inner power inside of her. Mm, man. I mean, it sounds original. It sounds very original. I don't think I've ever seen this. I don't think I've ever seen something like this before, Sarge. I, I, I don't know the size of the testicles on the upper management. When you take a franchise such as Halo, decide to finally make it into a television series based on, I don't know, tens of millions of nerdums over the over the past 20 years that we are the ones that birthed halo right and at some point they said you know what after having 20 years of halo games and the, and the entire community waiting to see master chief on the screen whether it be big screen or little screen let's not give it to him let's put in a different character because of diversity Let's put in a different character because reasons. So I say, go for it. Go for it. Well, right? he, at, at this point, at this point, they haven't learned shit. And apparently they have money to burn. They have money to burn. So I say, go for it. Here, here's, the, here's the greatest part, okay? That this takes place before Halo. Of course it does. So... They could change basically the whole course of the... Because this is a prequel to what we've played in the video games. Okay? Oh, real quick. Let me, let me, let me, let me sidestep side here because I, I want to take care of a, uh, of a troll in chat here. 
Uh, he says he talks about Xbox, but doesn't mention PlayStation with his 10 live service. Isn't that strange? It is strange, but this is also a podcast. And the way it works is that I have stories. And you see all these tabs up here? Oh, what does that say? You dumb shit. PlayStation says they plan to launch 10 live service games in March, by March of 2026. So why don't you take your shit take, you Xbox-loving asshole, and stop coming to my stream, because I do despise every week giving me shit, but yet you're here every single week saying shit. Why don't you just sit back, relax, jerk one off to someone else, okay? Or just enjoy the show. Now let's go back to, let's go back to Halo, shall we? Okay, so the Halo series. Okay, Steven Spielberg. Halo looks good. I, it looked decent. It, it, okay, it, it, it looks, looks decent. It looks like there's a budget there. It does look like there's a budget there. Okay, it looks decent as an actual show. The special effects, okay, it looks like a good show. Right? It looks good. But why? Why do they have to take the same plot point? The same thing as fucking it, Star it Wars. Because it worked. Star, Star Wars worked. What's wrong with you? Yeah, of course it worked. Star Wars worked. Okay? It, it, it's the, but, but you see, when they copy exactly what has been done. They, 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 have, they, have, no, exactly. they have no... There's no... They have no, no original plan here. Right, there's no creativity. I, I really hope that the writers of the show have have read the Halo books, understand what the Halo community is. I, I hope that the writers have a good grasp of the actual characters involved in the game and the novels. So when they portray these characters on the screen, that it doesn't come off just as, as, as trophy characters, you know, just as, as some kind of just tropism. It, it's, if you're if, if it takes 20 years for you to come out with an IP on the screen that you know had screen potential all along right like Halo has screen presence like that, not like most games but Halo's got a lot of screen presence and i would think that would that it would have gone to this a lot sooner but once again CGI uh, graphic engines what it takes to actually make the graphics now because of the new Lucas room I mean, I, I, I think things now are easier to make with a lower budget. Right. So it's doable. But why is there a constant attack on the actual lore of the characters that they want us to watch? It, it, why? It's, 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 to me, it's, it's mind-boggling that, obviously, if, if you want to watch, if you want to watch a Halo movie, just play Halo. Right, because it, it's basically you're playing the movie. We talked about this last week with like God of War, like Horizon Zero Dawn, like games like that, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, like those games are all like a movie itself. Like you're playing the main character and going through a movie. They're they're phenomenal. Okay, and then you get to they're like, hey, let's take a movie or let's take a, a character that's 20 years old, and let's bring it into a TV series. Where we've all been asking, remember, God, it's got to be about a decade ago, when someone created a fan-made Halo series, and we are like, this looks awesome, we can't wait to see this, right? Because we want to see more of Master Chief, but yet this, 
the article says that Master Chief is not the main character in the Halo series, which is just freaking like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? But it, but it's but it's business as usual, right? It's business as usual. I, I, so imagine imagine them coming out with God of War, but Kratos wasn't in it. Right, right. It, it's it's a story about his son, but we're gonna call it God of War, right? It, it's that's sort of like the Book of Boba Fett series going on right now. It's true, but it's a show, and you can write in any direction you want to. But they. Even in the past, they never ever really released a movie based on whatever the IP was at the time that embraced what the characters were for when we saw them. They always tried to change it. But now it's just worse because they have, I guess they have money to burn. I mean, literal piles of money. Well, Paramount Plus needs to get on the board, right? They have to get on the board with the streaming service. But but Good for them for landing a big show like this. It's a risk. You are risking the channel, right? You Mm -hmm. want something big. Halo's a big IP, so everyone's in on it. And then in the middle of the talks, they go, hey, one more thing. We know you want to do Halo, and it's going to be amazing. But what about if we did this? What about if we did the story, but not with Master Chief? Right but with somebody that no one gives a shit about because we want to introduce another character. I, I don't understand why you want to, what, why is that? Why do you want to take that risk? Why wouldn't you want a slam dunk? Right. Right. Paramount's still fledgling. Get a slam dunk, get Halo on there. Master chief series, do a whole season of him and then spin it off to somebody else, but go in hard, get that, get that show in and get a good following. But now, we have to play the pickle tickle. We're gonna do a pickle tickle now, and we're gonna we're gonna discuss whether or not we're gonna actually follow the actual IP. Well, okay. Dupla says it's not canon, so I don't care. But what about if it is, Duplas? Well, I got news for you. If it's before everything else, Dupe, everything they do in here will be canon because everything has to follow that, right? right. That's how that works, right? right. When you make a when it you make a the tone. prequel, right? When you make a pre prequel, it sets the tone for the rest of the actual series. It's. Now, you might be right. I, I they, wish them well. They might make it like a Rogue One, but Rogue One's still linked into the main story of Star Wars. So if they inserted something, you'd be like, oh, well, that's canon now, right? Now, I'm not saying they're, they're going to take Master Chief and make him into a woman or, or, or whatnot, but what I'm saying is it's before the Halo series, meaning anything they do, okay, anything they do could change for the future of, of the Halo series. Right, because the next Halo game that comes out might connect to the show instead of the game, and now they 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 change it into that path. Why? Because they want this multiverse. They want this connection points of movies, TVs, comics, games type of stuff. Right. Right. This is this is the more uh, digital version of like the '80s when you had a television show and then you sold the toys for the television show. And then you made a movie about the toys and the television show, right? right? This is this is just that that circle again, just done in the, in the digital age, as opposed to the analog age when we were growing up. Right. And same he, same principle. And here's another here's another count. Star Wars books and novels were canon until they weren't, right? And then they were replaced well, well, because because Lucasfilm and them had had to decide 
everybody's writing about stories. But about now it. they're handpicking. They had to put their they had to put their foot to the ground and say, okay, none of this. Yeah, is but now canon. they're handpicking right. and cherry picking on on which on which one is canon and which one isn't canon. Okay. So well, the the only one the only one in my mind that's canon as far as the novels go that can be a TV show, a mini series, or a movie lickety split is Timothy Zahn's series empire the heir to the empire it's it, in that in that realm it's a slam dunk this is this is something that they should be taking they should be handling they should be handling halo with kid gloves this should not be some type of put it all on put it all on red spin the wheel let's see if we win right i don't think that this should be a moment for paramount i think they should actually want this to succeed Without the guys in the back taking bets to see who's going to jump off the roof next month, right? All right. Next, I don't know why you want that kind of run, why why you want that kind of stress. Next topic. Let's talk about uh, Overwatch Two. So Overwatch Two beta could be happening soon. Members of the Overwatch community are led to believe that the beta version of Overwatch Two could be coming as soon as in a few weeks. Now, the developer of Overwatch 2 has been many ups and downs in the sidesteps and, and the way being a fully realized sequel. In that time, new information of Overwatch 2 has been uh, shown and uh, has slowed and caught up to the mere over of the Activision Blizzard. However, new reports are claiming that the very important step for the game may soon be happening. Now, the last time anyone seen footage of Overwatch 2 was in late 2021 when Overwatch League pros played some matches. Now, on some uh, new maps and over the league's championship weekend, since then, news of that the has been sparse. The game is has been delayed, and it got in uh, in Blizzard's ongoing scandal. So we haven't really heard anything about it. Now, however, several members of the Overwatch community are making uh, assertions that the public beta test of Overwatch 2 may soon be on the horizon. Now, these reports are mostly speculations and based on how potentially private information, but the chatter around the news is timely. Uh, timely made uh, may add up. Now, one uh, one is making an uh, educated guess of Overwatch 2's beta could be happening as soon as in three weeks. So this was about four days ago, I believe. So within the next three weeks from uh, from now, or sometime before the start of next season of Overwatch League. Now, YouTuber uh, War Sombra has compiled a series of clips from the dream from the streams of content creators that were invited to the big meeting between Overwatch content creators and Blizzard back in December. Now, their video shows a streamer being uh, cagey about the news regarding Overwatch 2. And some streamers even said that on camera that something could be happening before March. Now, do you believe, because they, they went dead silent with this before, obviously, Activision and Blizzard got purchased. Now, obviously, Activision and Blizzard's not owned by Microsoft just yet because they still have to get the paperwork going on uh, and, and to make it sure, finalized. Sure. Uh, dot, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, or whatnot. But do you think that Microsoft uses this uh, and uses Game Pass or uses the Xbox preview program to release it to just Xbox or PC users? Or do you think they use everybody? So they let it out to everyone for this beta that comes out. First, do you think there's a beta coming out in a couple of weeks? And second, do you think that they'll that Microsoft will harness the power of their community of uh, Game Pass owners or whatnot to do it? Well, my my concern with Overwatch 2 is is how how is how is the structure of it going to be different than what Overwatch 1 is? Right? The game itself it was a team-based shooter based off of abilities and how the, the 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 synergies between team members 
would accomplish goals for your team. The characters were put in there to make more of a, a personal style for you to be attached to a character, like attached to a superhero. So if that's the same kind of technique they want to use, why do I want to get Overwatch 2? What's different about this game that's going to make it the next breakout game? Well, if it's just a sequel of a game, are the characters going to be different? Are there going to be new they're, they're putting a they're putting a uh, a single player story mission and and flushing out the characters. Like there's going to be single missions and stuff uh, in in Overwatch Two. Okay, so they're bringing a single a player of, campaign. Basically, but that's a lot of but that's a lot of characters. Are they, are they zoning? Are they zooming in on just one or two characters for the campaign, or is it like I can pick whoever and each of them has their own story? We we don't like, know that's that yet. Crazy. Yeah, we don't know that yet. If if that's they a bring, lot of I've said this during Overwatch One when Overwatch One came out. Like, right when it came out, I said, these guys should be taking DLCs and selling, like, three or four characters and, and telling stories about them. They came out with, like, cutscenes for certain characters when the game first came out. But I, I would like them to flush out the characters much more where you could, you know, dive into a single-player aspect of it and then have the shooter, you know, on I, top of I that. Would think, I would think in order to alleviate people screaming at them as soon as they find out the game doesn't work correctly, I think probably doing a beta program or something on Game Pass would probably be the better way to do it. I mean, they do it now with the preview program, so I was just wondering, do you think they... Well, no, I, no, I know, but... But, it, but it obviously they haven't signed, the, signed the contract yet. There's a lot riding. This this is another one of those IPs. There's a lot riding on this. There's a lot riding on on Overwatch two releasing in a good condition, and and everyone wants to play it. I'm not sure if they're willing to just throw it out to a release date and see what happens. I would think the smart thing to do would be to test the waters and do a beta program. Well, that on the Game Pass, I think that would be the better. Well, choice. that's what I'm saying. Take take what Xbox has because Game Pass is look if the game's bad. It doesn't really matter because right, 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 they're exactly. not charging anybody. It's just a beta, right? And they can get it out to a lot of people instead of opening it up to everybody. Obviously, they could open up to PlayStation if they wanted to. But I was thinking, oh, well, since they made this deal, the first-party titles, potentially, once the deal goes through, so why don't they just keep it on, on Game Pass itself? I mean, judging, <laughs> judging by other games that are supposed to be coming out in the next year or two, like just just offhand, right? I'm not sure, even if it came out immaculate, how big a splash Overwatch 2 would make. Yeah. And then afterwards, how long you continue to it's, play it. It's a different landscape when it came out to what it is now. Correct. Right? Right. Like, there's, there's a lot of games out there. And I'm not just talking about February. I'm talking right. about what's on deck to be coming out for the new systems, what's, on, what's in the pipeline. And I, I don't see Overwatch 2 in, in, the, in its current form creating a staying power game for more than a season. Right. Maybe two, three months. I mean, obviously, they have their own Major League Gaming of it, right? They have their own Overwatch <clears throat> League. They do, but, but MLG is, is, is up and down and all around, man. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, what the story is anymore. Like, I, I don't feel like... I don't feel that it's solidified. I think there, it's still the way it was back in the day where you would occasionally find an MLG game on for some reason. Somebody sends you the link and you go watch it. But it's not, it's not hyped up mainstream like you're watching Monday Night Football. Like nobody's tuning in for an MLG game right now, currently, in the, in the climate that we're in. In the climate that we're in. So I don't, I don't know what, what they're hoping to do. Plus the fact that it's been delayed for so long you know right the more it gets delayed to... the more 
you have to make a good first impression like just like anything else but overwatch 2 has got a lot man i know a lot of people love overwatch a lot of people did they played the shit out of that game hell i even played for the first month or two and then i i I stopped caring because it it's I, i i hate to use the word but it's a it's a repetitive type of gameplay that doesn't interest me yeah no right? it, it guys, was it was guys, fun you guys i like overwatch lot. you guys were playing overwatch like you were playing justice league like you want to be part of the heroes you you guys were i played it for about a year a i played it for about a year right right but different landscape yeah it's a completely different landscape now we're gonna we're gonna see what happens now do do, do they talk about definitive what year it's coming out well it was supposed to come out last year I know that, but what I'm saying is, is no. it definitive of like, no, there's no right, definitive. There's, it's still up in the air. Yeah, right. no definitive. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. Chat's saying that the game is supposed to be like crossplay be- between Overwatch two and one. I don't know that's a lot how, of characters, man. I don't that's know how that's going to work. Characters. So, is it really a sequel? Like, are they adding new characters or new maps, and everyone that plays Overwatch one automatically gets like the new maps in Overwatch two? Like, how is that going to work? Because if it's just an upgrade. And adding single player, then why is it taking so long to bring? I don't know. It just well, seems a little. The delays that we've seen and what they what they can and cannot do <clears throat> over the over the last kerfuffle years. Yeah, you, you get a big idea between the Halo game, uh, between the what was it, what was the other game that was delayed like sixteen times. Um, uh, I, I can't think of it at the moment now. I hate when I blank. Which one? Well, there's there, there's a lot of games that were delayed multiple times. Like Halo is especially one of them. Like you delayed it a whole year, like on purpose, You're like you had to. But it shows that they can't accomplish certain tasks when they're not in office. It showed it showed that. But Overwatch Two was delayed before the kerfuffle. Uh, well, no, they announced it in 2020, I think, or 2019. I don't remember anymore. Yes, but it, but at at the 2020 mark, it had been three or four years of development already. You know, right? Well, up to the point when they when they announced it, yeah, it was in it was in Overwatch has been out. Yeah, it was it was working for like three years, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Overwatch has been out a while. Yeah, it came out 2017. Now, now, with with what is happening now when it comes to video games, I'm not sure Blizzard is solid enough. I think they're still right now. They're restructuring. They got to figure out who's in charge of what. What games can we get out in the next 18 months to two years that we can guarantee get down to the pipeline? Because right now, everything's everything's in limbo, right? All these games are talked about, but actually they're in limbo, right? So what do you think comes out to help to help Blizzard Activision get back on track? Do you think Diablo Mobile? Do you think, you know, what what? makes them come back into the world we're like oh they're back i think first that comes out is diablo mobile and then probably overwatch and then probably diablo 4 i think in that order leader like listen the leadership you you can just tell a lot of these games especially beta field 76 you know you know the leadership is is well yeah they, they do not know how to they do not know how to get out of the kitchen. They are in the kitchen yelling at people to make stuff. <laughs> well, the, the leads. Like, they don't let them make what they can make. They, they lost the leads, right? They lost all their leads. And then the ones that took over, they lost those leads after the leads left. Okay, but the leads leave because the, 
the guys in the kitchen screaming at them, we have to do this, this, and this. I'm like, bro, we don't, we don't want to do that. We're trying to make a game over here. You're trying to make a shopping center, right? We're trying to make a game over here, and you're trying to make a mall I, inside I, the fucking video game. Well, I think Reese right? has got That's something. That's why leads leave. Well, I think Reese has got something. When they announced that Overwatch 2 was going to be cross-play with Overwatch 1, that's like when Marvel Avengers said that all content's going to be free in the future. It's just like, uh, don't don't say that because you're, you're going to screw the game up that way. And I think that's that right there, the cross play between one and two, that might be a that might be a barrier for Overwatch 2. But I think they are going to make it a game pass game preview type thing. I think Microsoft was going to do that. Now, obviously, again, it all depends because they actually honestly don't own the company yet right they haven't it's it's, it's tentatively like they, they 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 get it so going from that well well hang on epic bacon makes a good point so for what you're saying epic i yeah we are saying that because if, if you look when overwatch came out overwatch to me looked like what apex legends was like it was a game out of nowhere it came out of it came out of the out of the woods everyone loved it it was hero characters but it didn't have like there was no meat on the bone. It was a good shooter, team shooter, but there was no backstory. So all of a sudden, Overwatch 2's advertisement is we're gonna have long play campaigns and discard and describe what the characters are, and so you guys get more attached to the characters. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't that make sense to a starter game? Well, wouldn't that be sense like when you start an IP like this is what it is? For remember, then- Overwatch Overwatch was supposed to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. If you guys know more than me. But I forget if it was supposed to be like an arena game or if it was supposed to be an MMO, right? They had this whole thing planned out for the characters and everything. Like they had this whole, this whole thing. Um, I think it. I think it was a small game, but solid. It just they didn't. They didn't. No, they completely changed the whole stuff. landscape of what Overwatch was supposed to be. Right. They 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 can they condensed it. They used what it was and used it as the game. Right. Yeah. Just as is. Yeah. And it worked. It worked really well. Yeah, Reese, the I'm assuming that if it's cross play between one and two, that they have to be using majority of the assets from one to two, right? Have to be. Because otherwise it it wouldn't be cross play. It wouldn't it wouldn't be smooth transition between the two. But anyway, we're gonna move on because I want to talk about the FTC. The FTC um with the Activision uh investigation Microsoft and Activision deal. Now, the commission will be reviewing whether the acquisition harms the competition. Now, the FTC is an investigation whether the purchase will harm the competition instead of the U.S. Justice Department, a source close to the matter told Bloomberg. Uh, The publication pointed out that the antitrust reviews can be responsibility of either uh, entity with the FTC usually more aggressive is policing the Justice Department. The FTC sued the, to block the NVIDIA $40 billion acquisition of chip manufacturer Arm with a recent report saying that the purchase could be abandoned. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Justice Department and the FTC announced that joint plans to revisit the merge guidelines as they have been surged in the M&As over the last few years. Now, Microsoft announced the acquisition of Activision Blizzard on January 18th in a deal worth $68.7 billion. So, do you think... Do you think the FTC, Sarge, that's all it says right there, right? Do you think the FTC, when they do their investigation of Microsoft and Activision, do you think they stop this from going through? Or do you think Microsoft gets gets the, I don't, the Blizzard Activision? I don't believe for a moment that Microsoft went into this without double-checking their own lawyers to see if it would go through or not. You don't, you don't 
toss around that kind of money. I agree. You don't talk about that. However, <laughs> number two would be, I'm not sure if the FTC, and I'm going to be honest by this, I'm not sure if the FTC has personnel in the job positions right now that understands who really are the competing companies and what their actual products that they sell are in this in this realm right now. Like to say to say that it's a, a manufacturing company that makes software and hardware, they make video games. If you look at it as cut and dry, then there's a lot of game, there's a lot of companies out there that just make video games. How does Microsoft buying this one company with these all subsidiaries destroy the landscape? Right? How many, how many in, indie companies are there? How many other companies are there that are making video games? There are a lot. There is a lot of people out there making video games. The question should be the other side of the coin, which is Microsoft is not purchasing this for the for the purposes of manufacturing video games for this side of the industry. It's how much they control for the gaming service of the of the battle they're about to have with Apple, Facebook, and Amazon. Like, that's a different story. I think that if they keep it in the realm of, we're just a video game company making video games, it goes through no problem. But if there's an in-depth look on what they're actually purchasing and what they're actually trying to do, there might be, there might be some criticism. There might be some criticism. Yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it gets stopped. I, I, I don't think they, they find a way to stop it. Um, as Duplass is saying, 10.6% is, is not a big percent of... Now, right. now, obviously, let's fast forward. If this deal came out and there was only EA, Take-Two, uh, uh, Activision Blizzard, and like whoever else left, okay? Because Activision was such a giant conglomerate of the industry as far as revenue and, and whatnot, they might have an issue, right? But because they got bought out the way they did, now, there's been a rumor that the reason Microsoft went with Activision Blizzard is because they approached Bungie last year and wanted to buy them. Bungie gave them a number, and Microsoft said, you're overpriced, right? And they said no, okay? And we'll, we'll move on to the next topic in a second. But then... They said, you know what, for the money they're asking for, for one studio, I mean, they got, for $7 billion, okay, they got seven studios and a whole bunch of IPs and a whole bunch of stuff and a publisher and everything with Bethesda and ZeniMax, okay? So if this was a couple years down the road and they try to buy Activision Blizzard, I can see maybe the FTC stopping this. But as of right now, there's way too many other people in the, in the, in the field to play for them to be like, hey... You can't do this. I don't think they stop it. I don't think they stop it 100% at all. They don't stop it. I think it goes through. And I think it goes through pretty fast. I think it'll go through before next year. Are we, are we going to talk about the Bungie thing now? Because that's, that's a huge Wait, We story. are. After we show, I'm going to show this, uh, this, this chart here, right? Microsoft, this is how much each of the companies they have right now. I can't make it bigger than what it is right now. So if, you, if you're looking at this. So... You can see, like, this is Bethesda, this small piece of the pie right here is, with their is seven. This, is this one of those pie yeah, charts? I've seven heard studios. About? Okay. This is Xbox Studios here with all the ones that they have with Obsidian, Rare, 343, Mojang. Then this is Blizzard. All of the blue is Blizzard. 
Like, it's crazy. This is the amount of employees that they have. There's 10,000 employees with Blizzard, and this is the studios and whatnot. You can see how much is going on here. Like, this is, this is insane. Just so everyone can see visually, like, how big Blizzard is of a chunk. Because of Activision and Blizzard, Microsoft moves into third place overall. And they're only, like, 0.2 billion behind Sony now as far as in competition with them, okay? Which is insane, which is insane. So, <clears throat> yeah, so I just wanted to point that out. Now, the next story I want to talk about is the big but one. But, but real quick about your little pretty pie glass yeah, pie graph there. Was that, was that based on monetary value of the entire industry? That's, that's that employees was... of, that's employees, employees of everyone that, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. The actual, the actual, the actual, what it was is, hold on, let me, uh, it's, uh, broke down by employees, Xbox Studios, yeah, it's the, it, based on the employees at each of the companies. Okay. That's the, that's the pie chart there. So it's a, it's a population chart of people, yeah, not money. Yeah, of people. Not money. Okay. No, no, not money at all. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Sony and Bungie. Okay, I was, I was right and wrong again, Sarge. I said for years that I think Microsoft was going to buy Bungie, and obviously, if the rumors were correct, they approached them, they were, over, they were overpriced themselves, and they went a different direction. Okay, so I was right about Bungie getting bought out because I believe, before I even go into the story, I believe that Bungie can't manage money, okay? They're very good at what they do. They're a very talented studio. They make really good games or game. Okay, they made Halo back in the day. They made Destiny from 2000, uh, you know, 10 till now. So they've been working on Destiny for 12 years, right? Or technically 2012, 2013, launched in 2014, right? So they've been working on the game for seven years out. And they're really good at what they do, okay? So I thought they were going to get picked up by Microsoft once they left Activision. And it's, it's funny that they left Activision because if they didn't leave Activision, then Microsoft would have owned them straight up Anyway, but they got out, okay, and then Sony picks them up, and this is like the weirdest deal ever in the history of deals, okay? Okay, I don't know why they can't make it on their own, Sarge. I don't. I, I don't understand. I, I feel but, like okay, upper management thought, just finish, can't manage money. Finish your thought process of what you're about to say, because I, the question I'm about to ask is going to put a stop on their whole conversation. Well, I was so, just going to say, like, how do they go about taking $100 million from NetEase, okay? They, 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 they pay for their IP to take it away from Activision and Blizzard, okay? They pay they bought, money. They bought their own contract they, out. They, they got, bought their they own contract their own out to make it on their own for the right. second time, right? Because they, right. they wanted to be on their own. They couldn't make it on their own. Microsoft brought them in, and they didn't like the contract with Microsoft because they didn't, they didn't want to give up the IP, but they had to give up Halo, and they didn't make Destiny. So they went off on their own, and they said, we're going to make our own. We're going to publish our own game, and then Activision said, we'll, we'll buy you out. And, and, and they went, all right, we'll work with you. And then they made Destiny with Activision, and then everyone always blamed Activision for Destiny's problems. Always, right? No matter anything that went wrong with Bungie or Destiny, everyone was always blaming Activision's, Activision's fault that Bungie can't do what they want to do. Bungie leaves. They make their own game for now almost three years, okay? 2019, 2020, 2021. And... Now they get $100 million from NetEase to, to, for a contract, and then they get bought out now by Sony, okay? So now I'm going to finish out my thought process because I'm going to read the article, okay? 
So Sony acquires Bungie Destiny Creators for $3.6 billion. Okay. Now, Sony is buying Bungie, the developer of Destiny 2 Studio, originally created on Halo, and the deal worth $3.6 billion. Now, Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio. Destiny 2 will be available on PlayStation, PC, Xbox platform, with the option to self-publish its games, which is mind-boggling to me. Okay, The studio will remain independent and multi-platform, and will enjoy creative freedom. And their track record with development massively successful franchise in the sci-fi shooter genre will highly complementary for a Sony Entertainment online or Sony Entertainment IP portfolio, okay. Now, quote: This is from Ryan, uh, from Jim Ryan. We will continue independently publish and create a development for our games. Pete Parsons says that CEO Chairman Bungie added in the statement: "Quote: We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to where the community is and wherever they choose to play." Now, Bungie addressed concerns from Destiny 2 player base about the new deal, promising nothing will change about the game's availability and existence of platforms. Now, in a graphic outlining Bungie and PlayStation's shared vision, Bungie said Destiny will stay on all current platforms and expand into new platforms, okay? Bungie maintains full creative control of the IP and publishing independent of Destiny Universe, okay? So they're completely separate, okay, from Sony. Same game everywhere. Every player should have the amazing Destiny experience no matter where to choose to play. Now, Parsons said in a deal with Sony Entertainment, that we have found our partner unconditionally supporting us and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generate spanning entertainment and while preserving creative independence that that beats Bungie's heart okay like at Sony Entertainment believes that the game's worlds are only the beginning of what the IP can come together and share the dream now this is why i think they paid as much money as they paid the IP even though the IP is not Sony's the IP is still Bungie's but they want the licensing of that IP for TVs and films and books and everything else that that what Destiny can bring to them. Okay. Now Parsons said that immediate that the most immediate effect to the deal is the acceleration of the hiring process of a talent across the entire studio to support the ambitious vision. In addition, on ongoing development of Destiny 2, Bungie has other unannounced projects in the works. In 2018, the developer also picked up a hundred million dollars. $100 million in investment from Chinese internet uh, and games giant NetEase. What is, what is happening right now? Okay, sorry. Uh, and alongside $100 million investment from Chinese internet and the games NetEase, Bungie has more than 900 current employees. Uh, they bring in their technical experience, okay? Building a highly engaged communities and, and stuff into it. So Sarge, what do you make of this? <clears throat> all right, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot to take in here. First of all, we know we know Bungie didn't want to be part of anybody. So my first question is why sell? Why sell? I, I, they have they I, are I making think they're plenty, overwhelmed. They, they are making plenty of money. They're making plenty of money. Oh sure. Right? Sure. Witch Queen's about to come out, right? And if if the average player base buys Witch Queen when it comes out, you're looking at in the neighborhood of like 900 million to like a billion dollars of the release of this game. Okay? That keeps their salaries going for at least another five to six years. If I take the average salary of developers and 900 people. My question is, why sell? If they still have, if they still have complete control over their IP and Sony only wants it so they can sell the other stuff for, to market it, I have questions. What, are you, what did you sell for? Did, did, is, it, is it partly what you said before? Like the, the assumption that... They don't know how to spend their money correctly because it, it, it seems strange to me for a company that wanted to be 
who talked about this is three times now three times they they wanted wanted to be be independent and yet went back to somebody right so what's the story as far as the money's concerned because you have you got your you got your contract from netease okay you're gonna make it that mobile game you said you're working on another currently right now they said they're working on another game they're hiring they're hiring more people for the studios that they have currently. And that was before any of these talks were in, involved. They were already growing as a company by themselves, period. So why? Right. Why would you want to be why would you want to be under someone now? Because regardless of what everyone wants to believe, okay, or what the contract says, right? I I would have to see the contract firsthand. But Sony owns you now. So they can decide what they want to do with you. I'm not sure about this contract where like, oh, we're still free and independent. Like, yeah. I don't I don't believe all that. I, I, I don't believe it either because I can't I imagine you would that. spend $3.6 billion. Now, on top of that, Sarge, on top of that, the $3.6 billion is not the whole amount of money. The reason they got $3.6 billion, $1.2 billion of that, okay, goes to the employees. Now, okay. What do you mean goes to the employees? So, it says... The uh, now we'll use the uh, this. It says Bungie is a private company, a majority of whose shares are owned by its employees. So the payment yep. of the consideration and structure to incentivize the shareholders and other creative talent to continue working at Bungie after the acquisition closes, approximately okay. one third of the three point six billion U.S. Cons- uh, consideration of the acquisition consists primary to defer payments to employment shareholders, uh, con- conditional upon their continued employment. And other uh, uh, incentives. Now, the amounts will be paid over the course of several years after the acquisition closes and will be recorded as an expense for accounting purposes. Okay, so it on average, on average, Sarge, they get about a million dollars a piece for the 900 employees that are at the, okay, at, at why, the thing. Why would you have to put in place an employee retention thing to keep people from leaving? Why would you have to put that because in? Because when a company gets bought out, they're not, they're not sure what's happening, if they're going to get let go. If they're not going to. No, 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 no. I get that. But once again, they were doing well. Right? right. All, all, all signs pointed to Bungie doing well. So why now, why now a retention fee? They're worried about losing people. It, it seems a little weird. There's something strange with Bungie. Yeah. Always, like, there's there's just always something, something strange with Bungie. There's something strange with the company. Like <clears> I get, I get you guys made Halo. I get you guys made Destiny. For something, something doesn't just jive right here. I don't understand why, if you're doing so well, would you want to be? Why would you accept that offer? What do you need? What do you need it for? Well, it's too good to be true for Bungie. They they took it because I don't think they would ever get a better deal. Right? Th- think about this. Right? I don't care how much you love Destiny and how much people play Destiny. If you look at the content that Destiny Two is bringing out with Witch Queen compared to DLC, they brought out. Before that, and before that, and before that, it gets less and less and less, but the price of the money stays the exact same. Okay? So, Bungie is, at this point, has made $3.6 billion, $1.2 for the employees, $2.4 for the the company or whatever. Now, they don't have to front the money for anything as far as television, movies, anything like that. Okay? They basically, they didn't have, they didn't have a Fortnite where they were making trillions of dollars like Epic was, right? They had a game that was making billions of dollars and they wanted to start making television shows and movies and all the stuff that they announced last year. 
sooner rather than later. And they saw that the writing was on the wall that they can't even handle a live service game like they wanted to handle the live service game. Let's be honest, right? They got less and less, okay? And sure, someone will say it's probably because of COVID-19 or whatnot, but there's less content in every single DLC that they brought out since the very beginning till now, okay? They were bringing out more content when they were with Activision because there was more studios, Vicarious Vision, and them were helping them make that stuff, right? So they now have the opportunity to continue doing exactly what they're doing right now, coast to the end of Destiny 2, okay? Another two years, right? Right, till the end of 2024, maybe one more DLC that comes out, okay? And then they're done with Destiny 2. And then whatever the next rendition is of Destiny, right? They're not getting rid of Destiny. Not for $3.6 billion, they're not, okay? So Destiny 3, Destiny Universe, Destiny Meta, whatever, whatever the next Destiny is after this, because it's not going to be Destiny 2. It's going to be a brand new thing. Sony comes in and then makes one... They're coming with their live service game as well, right? They want live service games as well, okay? This is their they, first they, live they, service they game. They want this to be the first right. party. They time. need their Halo. They need their, their Sea of Thieves. They need that game that constantly is there, that they can constantly get live service and constantly make income, right? The lighthouse the lighthouse right. of the video games. $3 right. billion dollars a year coming from Destiny, whatever it is, right? right. It'll, it'll make its money back, right? So Sony looks at that. Just off that alone for the live service, I think it's worth th their money. Okay, then on top of that, they get the novels, they get the TV series. We just showed the Halo TV series, okay? Now you get a Destiny TV series coming out, and then you get a movie. So picture this, Sarge. After Destiny 2 is done, they're working on, right now, they're working on, the reason the, the content's stopping and slow down with this one, because there's not as many people working on Destiny 2 as there is Destiny, whatever the next Destiny thing is, Okay. So now if they have movies in production, TVs in productions, novels in production, okay, and the next Destiny in production, they can now have their own Star Wars-verse, Marvel-verse, Destiny-verse, as they, they talked about, where now they come out with the video game, and now the comic book connects to the stories inside there. And then the TV series connects inside there. And then the movie connects inside there. And that's what Sony wants, right? Because now Sony hits a home run because now instead of just making Spider-Man movies for the next decade in, in the multiverse of Spider-Verse, okay, now they have a Destiny-verse that they can bring in and now they already have a trilogy waiting to happen, okay? So that's that's one major part why Sony's picking up Destiny there. Bungie, I think, is just overwhelmed. I do. And I think they're very talented and they're very creative and they, they make really good stuff. But... I think they're overwhelmed and they just pay always way too much for stuff. I always joke. I'm like, they probably have like a million dollar like espresso machine there, right? Where they can just get a cheap espresso machine. They paid a million dollars for their espresso machine that their employees can use because they don't know how to spend their money correctly, right? They just keep blowing money left and right. And they're like, hey, where did that money go? I don't know. But how about we team up with someone again? Because we can't be by ourselves. They can't be by themselves. They're just some companies that strive by themselves. And there's other companies that are like, ah, we can't do this. We, we need help by somebody, Right. Hence why they reached out to NetEase to get the $100 million. Hence why they, they now are owned by Sony, potentially. It, 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 it just seems strange to me after all the turmoil that's been going on with Bungie and how badly they want to be by themselves. And now that they have a product that actually works well and they collect money on the, more than just once a year on product because of their, their cash shops, I don't, see, I don't see why they sold. Right. 
Right? And and what 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 makes matters worse is if you just if you if I believe you, and they're overwhelmed, then getting this buyout. That's what it seems less, like to me. Though. And doing and doing less and less and doing less and less content, even though it's still it's still content releases, but it's less and less each time. That they don't have to try as hard because now they're safe, right? Now they're safe, right? Right? Because they, they have that they, net below they, them, right? Now they now minimum viable pro if if something goes wrong we could do a minimum viability product a minimum viable product and not worry about it right right <clears throat> like the content that you see right now for destiny that's what you're going to get right don't think that you're the next expansion because this one got pushed back that you're going to see the next expansion in september it got pushed back now to the next march okay february march of next year right and right. then that'll be it that that's it until the end Okay. So 2023 going into 2024. I don't know if they go into 2024. Or 2024 is the next. Well, I guess 2024. So maybe two more expansions, right? I don't know. No, there's only one no, more. No, there's only no. one more expansion, right? Yeah, it's Beyond Light. No, no. It's uh, or Lightfall. 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 Yeah. Right? So there's only one more. And then after that, it's the the next rendition it's of whatever, whatever it's, wherever it's going to be, right? So then Sony has this in their financial call. They say that PlayStation says they plan to launch 10 live service games by March of 2026, okay? So obviously, if they're having 10 live service games, first-party titles, obviously their streaming service is going to come sooner rather than later. They're going to have that Destiny as their flagship as number one coming out of the gate, right? Where I'm assuming if you're a PlayStation, um, even though it's going to be on multi-platform, if you're a PlayStation player, you can play Destiny for free, okay? Be because you right. pay for the monthly subscription for the Pay Pass, whatever comes out. I call it PlayStation Pay Pass, whatever it is. Okay, whatever whatever that is, I bet you that Destiny players over there will, will play for free, just like they were over here if you had Game Pass, okay? And on top of that, they're going to get the exclusives for like they did before, sort of like the Telesto or any other type of stuff. Uh, they'll get it first on PlayStation, even though it's multi-platform across the thing. PlayStation loves doing that uh, exclusive time, exclusive type of stuff, right? What's what's final shape? I, I listened to that Bungie thing like everybody else did. Lightfall was the end thing. Witch Queen and Lightfall. What's final shape? I don't remember any any conversation about final shape. It, it it might be another expansion that they're bringing out at the end. I have no idea. Right, Lightfall will get exclusive. I I think so too. Obviously, and it makes sense, right? And I've always right. said I have no problem if you're a first party title. I have no problem being timed exclusive, only on one console. Now, we're being, we're being, uh, 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 I don't know what the, uh, like, we're being honored here by saying that, well, this game is still on all platforms as of right now, right? right. We'll see what happens when the next Destiny comes out. I mean, it would behoove them to have it on all consoles and all platforms, but we'll see what happens in four years from now when the next Destiny game comes out and it, it, it makes something, right? We'll see. Final Shape is the end story. Another expansion was announced after Lightfall, the Final Shape. There you go. So there is one more. So I was right. There is two expansions, right? 2023, okay. 2024, and then that's it. And then we'll see the next six, We'll see the next Destiny probably 2025, 2026, right? So Sony's got their live service games coming out. Now, this makes me wonder, Sarge. Do they take first-party titles like a God of War, like a Horizon Zero Dawn for the next third expansion and, and, and after God of War 2, 
do they make their first party title games into more of like what Halo Infinite is? Like it's a live service game. Do they make a God of War into a live service game? Do they make their Horizon Zero Dawn series into a live service game? I don't know, man. Or do they just bring in brand new IPs uh, after Destiny? I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't believe anything that said once your company's bought, they can do whatever they want with you. I'm not. I'm not sure what the contract is going to say, but I would think we go back to the same kind of attitude it was when Destiny first came out, where PlayStation gets the exclusives, sure, like they they did before, like extra dungeon or extra weapons or extra storyline or whatever, whatever it happens. But at the same time, you know, a live a live service the way that they, I don't think that Bungie's live service is done great but it's still viable sure like their their live service sure. model works right they're getting paid well throughout the year their live service model works so sony wants to have a lineup of games that only goes to them and as far as a live service game is it is it supposed to be dying light too i think it's just them and something else there was one other game that they that's like a live service otherwise it's first party titles well they'll they'll take third party live service games as well right they'll take third party live service games as well like a like an elder scrolls is a live service game as well right right but elder scrolls is not correct but what i'm saying okay. is like other games like that there's a live service game so an mmo or uh, of some type final yeah, this, fantasy this whole, is a live service game everybody's memory is a goldfish when it comes to talking about gaming industry news right you guys can believe all you want about how everything's going to be on all platforms everyone's going to be play nice i get it but at the same time if there if it's leverage for us in order to get people to change systems or to buy into our 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 our, our sphere our sphere of influence then they would. I let they me would. let me let me. I understand, chat. I know everyone's like taking their pitchforks out and saying, "No, Sony said no exclusives." I get that. I'm not talking about this destiny. See, you guys read the words for what they are. I look at the words and I read between the lines. Okay, this destiny, the destiny that we have right now. You're absolutely right. There's no exclusives. They will not separate the player base. They will not. They're gonna they're gonna keep it as fine for the next two years. Right. Until until the ten year contract of the story and then, ends, and then when when the next the evaluation when the next Destiny comes out, okay, and this is what I always say: it's free until it's not, okay, it's exclusive until it's not, okay. When they come out with the next rendition of Destiny that links to the movies and TV shows and all this other stuff, right? We'll see if it's not exclusive anymore or exclusive, okay? Right. <clears throat> that makes more sense. I mean, we'll see. We got to see, I'll be honest, by 2025, we got to see what IPs are still left standing because gaming companies and publishers are destroying their yeah, own IPs. Th think about where we've been in five years and where we're going to go in the next th four years, right? So, I know years feel like they're like, like this, but it's like, a it's like a lifetime. It goes super fast and things change. We had loot boxes in 2017. Now we have NFT loot boxes coming in 2022. Right? right Bungie, there's, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of IPs that are, are being destroyed internally. And so what will be left standing by the time we get to 2025? Right. right. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens as, as far as, as that. Um, I think this is a big move. And, I, and I, I, I like to repeat this. I said that Sony doesn't need to make 
the same $60 billion moves as Microsoft. I said they, they'll take smaller companies, okay? I didn't see a $3.6 billion deal happening with one company of Bungie where they have no other publishers or nothing. It's just one company. That's a huge deal for Bungie, and congratulations to them for, for creating it, right? For getting what they, what they wanted. Probably a lot more than they wanted. Uh, sort of like Discord, right? I want seven billion. We'll give you ten. Nah, we'll take it. We don't take it. And then fifteen billion later, right? Like Bungie was like, uh, "We'll take a billion." Microsoft's like, "You're overpriced." They go, "Uh, we'll take two billion. We'll, we'll give you three point six. Oh, okay. We'll we'll take it, right?" They're like, "We gotta take it. We gotta take it." Yeah, that one should have. That other one should have sent questions to everybody when they offered them. They they wanted they wanted seven, and then they got offered ten, and then they said no. Right. right. That 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 should have caused more questions. I, I want to know I want to know the stipulation. I want to know the fine print contract that says Bungie can buy themselves back. Okay? Cuz they 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 bought it out for a lot lot less than what they just sold it for. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they bought themselves out of the Activision contract, right? Yeah. They had money. They have money. So, do you think it's just them they don't know how to spend they they just don't know how to budget? John, it's it's not a it buyout. Is? Sony does not own the IP. Bungie owns the IP of Destiny. Bungie even said they are not giving up the IP. They didn't want to make the same mistake that they did with Microsoft. And that's why, and they did it. They, they did it twice. They sold the IP to Activision, and Activision was going to take, the, take Destiny and make it into the next Call of Duty. And Bungie was like, no, no, we'd like to buy our contract out and take the IP back. And that's why Activision gave them the opportunity to buy it back, okay? There's no way they do it a third like time like a bunch of idiots where they get bought out again and then give the IP to Sony. Seven years from now, ten years from now, if Bungie decides that they want to be, break free or someone else buys them out, they keep, they keep the IP of Destiny. Sony does not own Destiny. I would like to see the details. I want to see, 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 see the fine print. I would love to see the fine print. All right, next story. PlayStation 5 ships top 17.2 million uh, in sales for PlayStation 5s, okay? And PlayStation 4 tops 116.8 million, okay? 3.9 million PlayStation 5 shipped in the last three months ended on December 31st of 2021. PlayStation 5 shipped a total of 17.2 million units worldwide. PlayStation 4 shipped 116.8 million uh, worldwide. Uh, uh, there are 48 million PlayStation Plus subscribers as December 31st, which is up from 0 0.6 million, uh, per, uh, million from 47.4, okay, subscribers during the same period of previous financial year. PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 software combined for 92.7 million units in the third quarter in the fiscal year of 2021, which is down 11.5 million from 104.2 million software sold during the same period previous fiscal year. Uh, 11.3 million units were first-party titles, which is down to 7.7 .7 million, from to the 19 million sold during the same period of the previous fiscal year. And 62% of the software sales were full game software digital downloads compared to the 53% of the previous year. So this is their sales number, Sarge. I mean, obviously, uh, PlayStation 5s are not going to sell that well because there's a chip shortage and they can't, they can't, you know, make the consoles. And obviously, they raised the PlayStation 4s. And there's still, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. There's still people buying PlayStation 4s, which is just, you know, mind-boggling to me that at this point they didn't own a PlayStation 4, you know, five, six years into the cycle. Um, 
and now PlayStation 5's out, and now they're buying PlayStation 4's. Um, <clears throat> Activision owned Bungie. Microsoft owned Bungie. Activision had publishing deal for, for Destiny. Activision 100% owned Destiny IP. Hence why Bungie spent $100 million, $180 million, $180 million to get it. It's $180 million they paid uh, to, to get it back. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's the PlayStation numbers there. Now, another story. Uh, major gaming. Uh, more major gaming deals in the final stages of negotiation, uh, Jeff Keighley says. Okay. So, uh, massive acquisitions in the video game industry have uh, continued uh, throughout the new year. Sony's purchase of Destiny and Halo developer Bungie in the weeks. In this week, latest in the recent trend of massively lucrative. For, uh, and then Activision was paid for $68.7 billion. Uh, Zanga got paid for $12.7 billion. And now Bungie got paid, you know, $3.6 billion. So uh, Keeley cites multiple people when stating that there are a few other big video game deals in the final stages of negotiation. Now, because Keeley is such a veteran name in the industry, they say, what he claims has credence to it. Now, he can... Support the credible information. Of course, this information is stirred speculation. But what other acquisitions might be made this year that a number of different studios and developers whose names fans have seen thrown into the mix, such as Konami, Capcom, Square Enix? Uh, no precise names have been mentioned, but which companies do you think, Sarge? Because they say there, there's other deals happening right now. So do you think any other big companies, do you think an EA or Take-Two? Now, there was a report that EA said that they're in the market to buy or to acquire, but they're not in the market to be acquired. Okay, so do you think Take Two's in that same? I mean, they just bought Zanga, Zanga for twelve point seven billion. Do you think there's a? Do you think there's the reason they paid that is so they can boost up the profit of, or you know the the total sales of the of the company because they also are going to sell. Well, when a when a company tries to grow it's in it's in order to defend themselves from being bought out if you make your company worth more then it's harder to acquire that's usually what the strategy is i'm not sure if that's the case in what you're mentioning but that's a that's an actual tactic that they use if you think you might be bought out that you purchase another company in order to increase your value um man i i still think ubi's on the table who who's gonna pick up ubi I think Ubi's on the table. I think because Ubi's in crisis. But who do you think picks them up? Do you think Sony or Microsoft? Hates them. Everyone hates them so bad that they can get they can get bought out. For, you think the for one two buy them, or do you think there's a, a third one that buys them? <clears throat> I mean, Microsoft's has unlimited resources, but would would take two want to do it though? It doesn't matter if they want to do it. Money fucking talks, right? No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is Ubi seems to be the one that's in crisis. Ubi has a PR problem. They have to get rid of a bunch of people. They're probably, they're, their stock's probably trading less than what it should be because of the game problem and the, the harassment problems. It's the same. It's almost very similar to the Activision Blizzard thing. It's very similar. I think Ubi's on the table. Yeah, it, that might be, Krebs. I think Ubisoft's on the table. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Sony or Microsoft pick up an Ubi or a Take Two. I think someone comes out of the blue, out of the, out of the, out of nowhere, right? Because I, I talked about this last week, where they're going with the streaming services, with Game Pass, with Luna, with Stadia, with Facebook or Meta, with um, 
with PlayStation service coming up. I believe that Microsoft and PlayStation are in bed together. And the reason I say they're in bed together is that these two guys, now Nintendo's here as well. Okay, don't get me wrong. Nintendo doesn't need anybody. Nintendo is a most, one of the most profitable companies because they're cash money as well, okay? They, they have a lot of money, cash money, where they can just be like, hey, how many billions do you want? And they, and they can pay for it, okay? When I say the big three, Nintendo's got its niche market. No one's going to touch Nintendo. No one's going to come in the, in, into, the, into the industry and, and close down Nintendo because they're competing with Mario, Zelda, Metroid. You know what I mean? No one's touching that. They have their brand, and they know where they're at. They can always make the weirdest things. Everyone makes, everyone goes streaming service. All of a sudden, Amazon or uh, Nintendo comes out with Game Boy again, right? You see what I'm saying? They're like, hey, we made a Game Boy again. It's, it's, it's like the Switch, but it's literally Game Boy again. Smaller screen, just like the Game Boy back from 1986. And, and they would sell because that's Nintendo, okay? Sega, I think, is they're just going to get merged in with somebody. Okay, Konami, same thing. Capcom, they're all going to go. But I think Sony and Microsoft are in bed together. They're the tops of the industry of what the video game industry is now. Where the industry is three, four, five years from now with Amazon, Google, Facebook, Tencent, right? Sony, Xbox. I think Xbox and Sony are like, hey, look, I'll pick up this guy. You pick up that guy. I'll pick up this guy. You pick up that guy. We're not picking them up. You pick these guys up, right? Because they're trying to stay alive. Because if Amazon comes in and picks up an EA, or if Amazon comes in and picks up Take-Two, and they pick up Ubisoft, or they pick up, boom, they lose a whole chunk of that market, okay? They lose a whole chunk. And all of a sudden, money that no one was in the industry for, Amazon, Google, Tencent, Facebook, that wasn't in the video game market, Apple, okay? All of a sudden, they pay big bucks, and boom, they're in it, and now they're a contender competing with Xbox, competing with Sony, where right now, Sony and Xbox and Nintendo, they have like 70% of the market, if not more, 80% of the market, okay? Between mobile games, obviously Apple's got a percentage and Google's got a percentage, okay? But those three guys have the, have the, the main market. So I feel like they're buying all these people up because like, uh, what could Amazon do with Konami? Eh, not much. Yeah, don't worry about Konami, right? What can they do with Capcom? Oh, maybe they could do it, right? Like, but they, those guys would still need Xbox. They would still need PlayStation to get their games on their consoles. But once that streaming service, five years from now, where there are no consoles, and they're all streaming services. And we're close to that, man. Right? I think, I think this might, if, listen, if not, if not this one, then the one after this is probably going to be the last one. I don't. I don't think we have another. I don't think we got another decade of consoles. I really don't. Look, it's, everything's everything's moving. It's like you guys don't seem to understand this. Like you guys are living. You guys are living in it, and you don't see how fast it's going. Like how fast things are moving in the tech industry. Right, and it how goes exponentially fast faster. Moving. Exponentially faster. Right, and I, I truly believe that that Sony and them are working together because look, just two years ago, I think almost three years ago. Uh, Xbox is m working with PlayStation for the Azura program for their for their streaming service and also to help them make a actual platform like Game Pass. Sony's not doing that by themselves. They're they're using Microsoft to help them make that. Why why would Microsoft help them? Why? They're making money off of them, of course. They're they're in it for the money, but at the same time, why take this percentage of the pie 
and distribute between Amazon and Google and Apple and Tencent, when they can go, you know what? Let's take the majority of this stuff here that people know and, and make stuff with it, with these IPs, okay? I, I just think that's what they're doing. I don't know. It, 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 feels, it feels like that's what the companies are doing. They're working together to build up all this stuff. Now, EA at some point says that they don't want to be acquired. It's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I would say within the well, next many, three years. How many failures do you need? Well, how many failures do you need before, next topic, you're, before, you're, before, you're on the, before you're on the chopping block? That, that's our next topic. Okay. EA. EA and Betafield. That's, we've always said now, that's what we're calling it. 2076. Okay. Oh, no, it's, it's Betafield 2076. 2076. Yeah. Yes. Betafield 2076. Now, chat, I'm going to ask you a favor because I'm, I, I put this into Discord earlier today. Okay. And anytime I see a post, anytime I see a post on, um, anytime I see a post on Twitter, you guys come to my Discord, save this picture on your cell phones. And anytime Battlefield 2042 posts anything, I want you to post this picture in the feed. Okay? Betafield 2076, hashtag Betafield 2076. Okay? I want this. I, I want this to be a thing, okay? Every time they post something that something's broke or they're adding a scoreboard or whatever they're doing for the next six, eight, nine, ten, twelve months, every time they post something, I want people to put this in the reply. I'm going to do it because I'm so sick and tired, okay, of game companies coming out. Their season one, Sarge, is not coming out now till May. Summer, yeah. Okay? The scoreboard that was supposed to be at launch, that's not at launch, was supposed to come out this month, didn't come out this month. Now we're in February. I think I got pushed back to March. Okay. Well, scoreboards are hard, man. Yeah, scoreboards are really hard. Oh. Really hard. I mean, okay. with the new engine. Betafield. With the new engine. Betafield 2076. Okay. So, this is, this is just one of the stories, Sarge. So, EA says Battlefield, I'm sorry, Betafield 2076 did not meet expectations. The massively anticipated shooter felt short of the company's expectations, though numbers were not provided. They didn't share the actual numbers of sales, Sarge. Well, they're going to have to because uh, the end of year earnings. For no, that was the fight fiscal. They didn't, they didn't share the sales numbers. Oh, they still didn't do it. No, even at the fiscal year, they did not share the fiscal numbers of what the sales numbers were. So they must have been really good. Really good. Okay. So Battlefield 2042, developed by DICE, was supported from EA teams, launched on November 2021. Battlefield uh, players have reported numerous issues with the game, from bugs to performances. During the E3, or I'm sorry, the EA's quarter, uh, Q3 quarter 2022 earnings uh, call, the company confirmed that Battlefield 2040, uh, 2042 did not meet expectations. Now, despite the previous ex uh, expressing the interest in NFTs and the blockchain technology, EA stated that these concepts are not something that the company is driving towards now. Okay, they're saying that they, they don't really think they're going to do the NFTs anymore. Um, so, bravo. On top of this, Tom Henderson, our good old friend Tom Henderson, who always reports on this type of stuff. Uh, you've waited patiently to hear some of us. Uh, he posted a Battlefield, uh, a Betafield 76 post, okay, which is this right here. Okay, we're, we're taking action on multiple fronts to address feedback and imply extensive fixes to the game. Key features that were improved to you. 
and getting the team to play uh, where it needs to be after the release of the update in early March, which will include improvements to the scoreboard, subsequent updates to prioritize the work that we include. Now, voice communication, a VoIP, that's still not in the game, Sarge, player profile, a tighter right. squad loop, hard in, including a redefined ping system which is still not in the game feedback based improvements to gunplay improvement reward loop expand tools modes and tweaks to players experience gains in battlefield portal i feel like i'm a goddamn play tester right hey guys when you come in on tuesday we're going to give you a sheet of paper and this is the stuff that we're going to be working on i want you to make sure it works okay can you go in the game and make sure it's it's fine so they say, which focuses on improving these core elements of the game, and we've made a big decision to move Season 1 to early summer. When Season 1 arrives in early summer, it will mark the start of the first year. That's nice. Almost like the game should have waited six months to come out to, to start, right? Yeah, maybe. For all of you that purchased the Year 1 Pass, as part of the Gold and Ultimate Editions, we know the content, content is coming later than expected, so we're giving you all-exclusive bundle containing a special a specialist kit a skin Woo. Woo. let me let me let me give that I, I I got the clapping going on sorry right there, there's a peanut okay weapons and vehicle skins a melee weapon and a player card all to be delivered in the next update oh yay I would, another round of applause round of applause thank you so much for letting me pay $120 for your shitty ass beta field 2076 so I can get a vehicle skin and some melee weapons and player cards waiting for it. We also plan to improve player feedback uh, process with all of you as we begin working and changing, including map design. Oh, hey, map design. Oh, that's it. Another round of applause for working on the maps. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Another, another feature that should have been in the game uh at launch right the, listen the the list the list of features that were in every other battlefield game except this one the list was so long it took up more than three pages so it's 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 not even worth discussing at this point no I, I had to read it because this is the situation Honestly. that we're in so again hashtag Betafield 2076 if you don't want to take the picture and, and copy it you actually believe that we're going to do a year of this game? You could just take they, the hashtag. They, they couldn't. And put they it couldn't in. do a. They couldn't do a full year of Battlefield Five or V. Excuse me, before they stopped supporting that. Yeah. They did the one DLC, then they just stopped. You think they're going to get a year out of this? This is worse than Five was. Worse. At this I mean, point, they they desecrated. They desecrated World War Two. This one is just a desecration of gaming. So at this point, because they've taken a franchise from me. I, I love Battlefield, and when I saw it last year, before they even showed gameplay, just the trailer, I said, this is a gimmick fest. It's all gimmick. It's a broken, buggy mess. I said, when I played the beta, I was like, this game is done. Six months to a year before it even is back to normal. Okay? That's right. Hashtag not my Battlefield. Hashtag Betafield 2076. Okay? You guys might like buying shitty games. Okay? But I'm putting my foot down here. Every time I see a post from them, I will be posting a reply of Betafield 2076 because I'm tired of EA's crap, okay? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of DICE. I was a huge fan of DICE, okay? This game, even if they get it back to the point of where it's functional, Sarge, is still 80% less of a Battlefield game. There's a video out there you guys have to go watch. A kazoo plays. <laughs> <laughs> right 
They show the game of what it was and what it is now. Okay. Link that. Put the link. In I don't there. know. I, it's it. I'll have to get it later. <laughs> okay. Or if Krebsy, if you can look it up, please, uh, post it in chat for me, please. Okay. Link it in link it in chat. Okay. Because if you guys watch this, I I was laughing hysterically. I was like, like it's not it's not a kazoo. It's a recorder. Whatever. Yeah, it's right. It's the recorder right, that's from, right. it's from a, middle school. Yeah, it's a whistle. It's a. Yeah. It's got all that air. The air. The. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go watch this, okay? Okay. They are pulling one over on you. And I've and I'm and I will apologize for EA and Dice. If you were a person that paid $120, we got ya! We got ya! We got you again! We got you! You not only paid for Battlefield 1, but paid for Battlefield 5, and then we got you with Battlefield 2042. Suckers! That's that's the apology from from Dice. Okay, that's the apology from 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 Dice. Stop buying broken games and stop pre-ordering. If I didn't pay that game, which I I didn't, I didn't buy that game. I'm a man of my word. I paid three I hours never, of the ten I hour, yeah, I free never, time, and I, I didn't even finished, go back. Okay, I never finished the six hours I had. Nothing happens if you don't play it on day one. Nothing happens if you play it week one, month one. You can wait six months, and that game will be a better game six months than it is on day one. That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay? And that goes for so many other games out there that everyone loves and has fun with. Okay? So, you have anything else to say about that, Sarge? No, I, I, as I stated earlier, I'm, I'm pretty much done talking about Betafield 2076. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't believe I don't believe what they talk about. I don't believe I don't believe the statements that were made were were true from a business perspective. They knew they knew what they had before they released it and they had every possible choice to say no and delay it like like they, like Halo got delayed. They could have delayed it anytime they wanted because they knew what was gonna happen. But they pushed it out anyway. Because why? Because you know they know they have to strike when the iron's hot. Everyone yep. pre-ordered. They want those people to get the that. You know how what's going to be. You know what's going to happen. All right. The next two stories are quick. Blizzard survival game that we talked about last week. Okay. The Blizzard survival game has already been in the works for five years. That's it. That's the news. Okay. Last week they just announced it, but then this week we found out that it's in in the works for five years. So Sarge, five years in development. They're still hiring. When do we see it? This is this is Blizzard. They're still in chaos. They're still in chaos. How can you how can you be trying to release a new IP when the two IPs that you already had slated to release aren't out yet? So when do we see right? it, Sarge? When do we see well, it? Well, what has the possibility of being more of a games live games of service? Which one of those titles? Um, That's the one that comes out first. I mean, they all seem like a live service game. It could be a survival game. Could be a live service game. No, one hundred percent. I would think. I would think Diablo, Diablo, Diablo Mobiles first, then that new one, the new IP, because they're trying to get some fresh blood in, inside the system, right? And could then be. probably, and then probably Overwatch. In that order, because a, a new IP excites everybody. Because Activision Blizzard has a good track record. New IP, everyone gets excited. Instead of trying to worry about the same two IPs that everyone knows that they've been shitting on for the last four years, right. which is Overwatch and Diablo. So new IP, new blood. 
basically. So I think maybe Diablo 4 mobile, then the new ping comes out, and then Overwatch. So give me a year. What year do you think it comes out? Uh, Five years of production. The new game comes out next spring. Oh, you think this new game, the survival game, comes out next spring? Like release, release. The next spring. I'll say 2024. That's too far. They need to get money, bro. They need need some money. They need to get some games out, man. 2024. The the stock stock is riding on pipeline games. There are no games in the pipeline. They've got to get these things out, man. Stock's suffering. All right, the next quick story that we have. We have 35 states now back Fortnite and Epic Games over Apple. Okay. So months after months after the legal battle has been revealed, a group of 35 states have thrown support behind Epic Games, starting uh, stating that Apple's conduct is harming mobile app developers and millions of citizens. Microsoft at large supporters of Fortnite for the Xbox console has also stated in support of Epic in a lawsuit. Arguing that theirs influ- their their interference will do more harm and leave a little competition due to the dominance over adjacent markets. Now, as as Epic is worried about Apple, Microsoft is buying up everybody. Right? Sony's buying up everybody else. But Epic is worried about Apple taking 30% of a of, of a storefront. Meanwhile, right, that th- they're gonna go into the streaming world over here. And Epic's going to be like, hey, uh, how much are you guys taking? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We just fought Apple for this for years. And wait, you're still going to take 30%? Uh, they'll, they'll be fine. So yeah, that's it. They're, 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 they have 35 states um, with them now uh, of, of smaller developers protesting, basically, against uh, Apple's uh, stuff. So, oh, wait, I got to move these over. That's EA. <clears throat> I, I'm over. sure. I'm sure that it's not going to be as big a fight as you think it is. I understand that the you have to look at it in in in, a, in, a, in perspective, right? So, if I walk into a mall, the mall has certain stores, right? I get to walk into the store, whatever store I want, and I purchase whatever item I want. But the mall itself is collecting money from those right. stores, okay? Same principle now, or now we're talking about digital, okay? And so now Epic is saying, and this is why it goes on both, it's both sides of the fence and why you get to get your head wrapped around it. Epic is saying that they don't like the fact that Apple owns all the malls. Right. Right? That's, <clears throat> that's the argument, right? I can still go to a store and get something, but the money always going to the Apple, is always going to that mall, regardless of what mall I go to. Epic is saying that you're not allowed to control all the malls. I should be able to go through the store that I want to, the different store, right? Right. If I go to Foot Locker at this mall, it's not Apple's mall. It's a different mall. But the percentage, I get it. The percentage that they're taking is obscene for just having the location, right? I, you, can buy this, you can buy the product right here, but it costs you 30% to buy it here. Right. Right. It's a little greedy. Right, it's a little greedy. So I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, Apple wants propri- proprietary hardware and software. That's how they make their money. Right? Once Jobs went bye-bye, they only rehashing the stuff that they have. You have to remember how important leadership is. Like it's so important. Right? You see the companies that we've grew up with over the last ten years. As soon as there's a leadership problem, 
you see what happens. Yeah. Apple isn't making anything new. What is Apple making? They are making the same shit they were before. There's no innovation currently. But slicker. Right. Smaller. It's just, it's this, them finagling and to get you something to, to buy the same product over again. I get it. Epic wants the stores to be open. Right. Right. Regardless of what site I go to. So if I say that if if I'm on a digital site that's controlled by Apple, I should be able to go to this another site that has the same products. And it's just I'm deciding that I'm paying somebody else that percentage instead of Apple. But that's not the way they're discussing it. And that's why you have this turmoil with the, the 35 states and who believes who and whatever else. Like they 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 want you to be uh in the dark about where the money actually goes. You're concerned with the best price, right? Epic is concerned about who the price goes to. That's the difference. Epic wants it because Android is 47% of the market. Apple's 34% of the market, which has shifted a lot over the years. Just just in 2020, fourth quarter, Apple was only 16% of the market. Okay? Was 16% of the market. Google was 65% of the market, okay? And now it's 34.47, okay? That's why they want it, because of the billions, everyone on the planet has a, has a mobile device, right? Everyone yes. on the planet has some sort yes. of mobile device on them. So basically what, you're, what they're saying now is the mall is in your pocket, right? Now you don't got to go nowhere. The right. mall is in your pocket. Yeah. And because the mall is an Apple device, no choice. I'm in Apple's mall, right? That's the difference. That's the difference. Like, th- listen, they they are making more money off of us with the phone in your hand than you did it as many as as much as shopping you've ever did in your entire life. Right? You guys go to the store, go to the sh- grocery store, go to a, go to an appliance store, get appliances, brands, bar, but this is in your pocket, and I can continuously buy shit twenty four seven, constantly brain. buying stuff on my phone. I don't got to go anywhere, yep. right? Of course, market share is shifting dramatically because people are constantly buying shit. You don't have to go nowhere, right? It, it was proven for two years. We weren't allowed to go anywhere. Did the economy crash? No. Right, right. You, you couldn't go anywhere and you could still buy all the stuff. I'm still buying shit from my phone. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. The next stories, Sarge. This is a new corner. Every week, the last month, two months, we've been talking about NFTs. So I decided, Sarge, to make it a, a separate segment. It's called the NFT Corner. Got some devil music to play with it. No, nah, no devil music. Okay. NFT Corner here. All right, so we like to call it no fucking thanks. Okay. So here we are. So the first story we have is NFT game called Blockverse. Gets the rug pulled out from underneath everybody. 500 Ethereum, which adds up to $1.2 million. Okay. So, Blockverse, a project that promised to build a play to earn game on top of the Minecraft. Okay. Rug pulled two days after launch. The initial NFT collection sold out in only eight minutes. Even though the project creator hadn't even begun to develop the game yet, Sarge, they were promising. The creators then Rug pulled two days later, taking the 500 Ethereum, $1.2 million, and deleting the project and website 
and the Discord server. Do you have any remorse, Sarge, for doing this to the people? <laughs> can can you can you imagine? <clears throat> can you can you imagine that the people that 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 gave this project money and yet they lost 1.2 million dollars which is the bonus which is a bonus for somebody whoever did this just made 1.2 million dollars in two days worth of work of doing nothing right, doing so nothing sarge he didn't make a game you, yet he didn't make I, a game I, I, i'm aware so for those of you that are listening or for those of you that understand or don't understand excuse me uh what nfts are please do yourselves a favor and begin doing your research on your own Please understand what it is we're discussing. We're going to be discussing this every week, at least for 10, 15 minutes, maybe longer, depending on what happens. And everyone needs to educate themselves of what NFTs actually are. The, the way that NFTs are situated in the, in the market currently is the perfect spot for the breeding of an enormous amount of corruption and theft because people do not understand what it is. The amount of money that is going to be made over the next few years with NFTs, with people that don't understand what it is, is going to be the most obscene amount of money ever made in the digital sphere. You must know what's going on. You must look up what the what it is and how to prevent yourself from being keyhauled or or tricked. Right? It's a, it's it's a giant pyramid Ponzi scheme. Okay. Value is in the eye of the beholder, and those who buy the items first to sell them will win. Everybody else will be left holding a piece of crap that means nothing. Okay. Well, here's story it number is, here's story is, number two ahead. of yeah, the NFT ahead. corner. Go ahead. Ice Poseidon steals five hundred thousand from fans in crypto scam. Okay. So Ice Poseidon, real name Paul De Niro, a streamer. His name's Paul. His name's Paul Money. Paul, Paul Money, Paul De Niro. His, his actual name is De Niro? Yes. This is a joke. It's okay. too good. It's a too streamer good. and internet personality has apparently scammed fans on half a million dollars in a pump and dump crypto scheme. He showed no remorse. Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Why would he show remorse? It's business. It's business right. as usual. Remorse for alleged theft. Alleged theft. When, when confronted by YouTuber CoffeeZilla. Okay. De Niro's supposed scam saw him rise the value of his new cryptocurrency, CX coin, by getting fans to invest. He allegedly promised uh, doubters and skeptics that it was a long-term project, but he sold all his currency, which caused the remainder held by fans, investors, to plummet in value. He, he is known, at, which is known as the pump and dump. Okay, so a, re a recent video by CoffeeZilla shares the YouTuber's findings into CX coin. According to the CoffeeZilla, De Niro's personally made off with $300,000 Okay, while two hundred thousand was used to pay for developers, okay, to pay developers, he, he paid a little bit more than half. In a call between the two, De Niro appears uh, remorseless, stating that part of the responsibility is on them, the fans, as well as putting too much emotion into it. Streamers and the internet personalities can obviously leverage the the relationship in which fans just of any celebrity, and so the feels uh, disingenuous to uh, to criticize. Criticize the fans and the engagement with the potential dynamics. De Niro said on a call, sometimes you have to look out for yourself. As Sarge literally just said, 
said uh, in a cold return in a could return the money if he wanted to with De, De Niro replied if you want the answer then yeah I could give the money back it's in within my power but I'm not going to look out for yourself I look out for myself okay so here you go sucker born every minute but the ones but the ones that don't have remorse are the ones that need to have a, a pinky removed yeah, they need, to, they need to be visited in the night and have their pinky removed. Like right. those are the kind of people that they have no remorse, and then there's no remorse given to them. Right. Now I'm assuming that this guy he was a content creator. Now I don't know anything. I've never heard of him before this. Okay. He, there's no possible way he's still a content creator, right? There's no way oh. that his viewers that gave him money are well, still sure. supporting the dude. There's no way. Or the sm it had to be a small amount. It had to be twenty percent of his population gave him eighty percent of the money. That's right? how it works. Right? He was a, he was an IRL streamer. Is he still an IRL streamer? I can't imagine him showing his face again on stream. Because that that that's cold blooded, man. That's what I'm saying. He's the same guy that got swatted on a plane years ago. Oh, that guy. I remember him, Duplass. I remember him. Bet you still killing it. You're probably right, Reese. He's probably right now, he's probably live. And going, hey guys, I have a new cryptocurrency. Uh, it's, it's the next biggest thing. My buddy told me about it. Yep. <clears throat> he hasn't been active for some time. Interesting. All right. Uh so next story. GameStop partners, which this is the next story in the NFT corner. Still in the NFT corner. GameStop partners with Immutable, 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 uh, launched an NFT marketplace. Okay. Now, in recent news, suggesting that GameStop would create an NFT marketplace, it was only a matter of time before GameStop confirmed itself. Now, along with the announcement working with Immutable, uh, GameStop announced that the key points on how the marketplace will work first off is that the marketplace will operate using Immutable's own cryptocurrency, Immutable X IMX. In return, Immutable has guaranteed GameStop up to $150 million in IMX within certain stipulations dealing with GameStop's continuous success. Now, secondly, the website is open to creators from, ga from gaming studios, web 3.0 developers, metaverse, game developers, and others depending on the in intentions. Lastly, the marketplace will create NFTs for video games only. For those still confused about what NFTs are, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, or no fucking thanks, are basically pieces of digital art, like physical works of art, but the fake one, but fakes can be made, and the original one's work and art is unique, and thus hold value. Many argue that NFTs hold no value because they are digital images, and thus you can be copied and posted wherever and however you want. The reason NFTs can be hold value is that the unique is because of the kind of digital signature that's on it. Now, so GameStop is now throwing their hat into the ring, Sarge, of a marketplace of currency. You don't have to comment on this. I'm just giving it out there. The next one, Sarge, this is my brain imploded. This is like when Lewis Black was talking about he walked out of a Starbucks and then across the street was another Starbucks and he thought he was in the center of the universe, right? Atari combines NFTs with loot boxes for its 50th anniversary. That's right, Sarge. You didn't hear that wrong. Atari has now taken NFTs and put them in loot boxes. Okay. Atari CEO 
Wade Rosen said in a statement that Atari's brand is synonymous with video games, and the video game is the backbone of the metaverse. This sounds promising to users and traders, but Atari's proposal means it has put itself in the certain of an ongoing NFT controversy, dubbed the GFT. Atari's anniversary uh, plan promotes that the idea of multiple gift purchases with different rarities, similar to drop rate of loot boxes, beginning common, rare, ultra rare, and similar versions. Therefore, the drop rates of real money acquired to purchase loot boxes, however, has led to a comparison of gambling being promoted for gamers. Okay, NFTs are owned when a person buys them on the blockchain, named the automated algorithm. Now, VI popular cryptocurrency networks such as Ethereum. Okay, now it comes to the blockchain requiring of a lot of electricity and energy they generate, and the NFT blockchain was also equivalent to 1.5 days of energy use in the U.S. household. Jesus Christ, it's, it's that much to produce a fucking NFT. Dear Lord. These issues of controversies have resulted in some game, direct, uh, game directors firmly rejecting NFTs, such as It Takes Two director Joseph Fares. Now, what do you think about this, Sarge? What do you think about the loot box NFT that Atari has now created? My first question is, is what does this CEO of Atari currently do? Like, what does he do? Uh, like, well, there's that hotel what, that opened what's, up, what's, I think. What's, what's Atari doing right now? Like, what is Atari selling? They're, they're trying right to be the next scam. Like, what is Atari selling? What is Atari's product right now? Explain it to me. I have no right. idea. The, the origins of video games came from Atari, and now Atari will lead the charge for the downfall of video games. It's, it's, a, it's a full circle, Mike. It's a circle of life. Atari started it all, and now they're going to finish it by basically putting loot boxes into NFTs or NFTs into loot boxes. It's going to be glorious. Oh my it's, God. it's 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 basically cancer, right? NFTs are cancer, absolutely. I think Atari should buy GameStop and they should merge forces in there. Explain it to me, Duplis. Explain what what is Atari selling? Like somebody bought Atari's name for like <clears throat> five hundred bucks. The address is a garage in Oklahoma. Somebody calls himself the CEO of Atari, and now these guys are trying to swindle people with loot boxes. With NFTs inside them, in what in what actual metaverse are we talking about? What is Atari making? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I mean, you have to have a platform, right? Like what what Atari game? What at are least we at about? least sell me a fucking Qbert NFT or something, right? Like something. I mean, it, it's just it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I, I just I just don't get it. The last NFT story we have is more of an intervention, okay? Troy Baker, we talked about this last week. Troy Baker was in on a NFT for, um, for voiceover work, okay? For voice verse NFTs. Now, voice actor Troy Baker cancels, cancels his voice NFT partnership one week after he said he was all in, okay? Now, the actor is best known for his roles as uh, Joel from The Last of Us. He's also in the Marvel Avengers. He's in, a, he's in a bunch of stuff, okay? Now, the voice actor, Troy Baker, on Twitter uh, last week, the voice actor announced that he was, no or this week, will no longer be supporting or supporter of the voice verse NFT. I don't know what happened, Sarge, in a week. He tweeted, thank you all for your feedback and patience. After carefully consideration, I've decided to not continue partnership with the voice verse of NFT. Intentions aside, I've heard you, I, I've heard you and apologize for accusing anyone of hating 
just by simply disagreeing with me. Now, I'm confused. The original announcement was an unpopular one to put it mildly, mildly, okay? It wasn't only that he was going part of an NFT partnership, but a particular wording of one of his tweets, he's inflammatory. He signed off his original tweet by NFT Project by saying, quote, we all have a story to tell. You can't hate or you, can hate, or you can't create, or you, can, or you can create, okay? What it'll be, unquote. This is what the hating comments refer to. Now, it wasn't only a wider internet feedback that he was having changed the voice actor mind. Troy is part of a podcast called Play, Watch, and Listen, alongside other industry professionals, Mike Bithell and Elena uh, Person. Uh, how do you say her last name? Pierce? Elena Pierce? Uh, and Austin Winter, okay? Now, the rest of the team is all anti-NFTs. So everyone on the podcast, along with Troy Baker, is anti-NFTs. So when he was on the podcast, they had this big topic, okay? Even though the voice actor was now reconsidering his partnership, there are still other people in the company dividing, you know, uh, head first into NFTs. So his his group on the podcast basically talked him out of it. They said, like, these are the reasons that you shouldn't go with NFTs, and this is why. So thank God Troy I Baker. Send a link for that one. I want to watch that episode. Okay, so thank God Troy Baker... Because he was all in, dove in head first and saying, I'm, I'm going to be a part of this NFT thing. And everyone's like, uh, you might want to hold. He could have ruined his career, basically, because if NFTs go awry and he had other people buy certain things, would have lost the fan base big time. OK, so everyone on the podcast is like, hey, Troy, like uh, you should think about this. And Troy Baker, like a responsible adult, took the time to learn what an NFT was and what was the pros and cons of something and then decided to say, you know what? I'm not going to do it, right? So they turned him around. They had an intervention and they, they, they changed Troy's mind about being part of the NFT. Did they really change his mind? Is that for real? Yeah. Is this a real, is this a real story? Yeah, this is a real or is story. This from, or is this from The Onion? No, this is, this is a real story. Okay. okay. So <clears throat> Troy Baker is no longer doing his partnership with the NFT. Now, that's the end of the NFT corner. NFTs have more stories than anything else. Yeah, It's only been one week. No, no fucking thanks. We have two more stories, Sarge. Two more stories and they're fast. Okay. I'll take one story is Sega. Sega quits, uh, Sega quits Japanese arcade business after 50 years. Okay. Well, there's no arcades, so... Well, in China that. there was, or Japan there was, no, there's I'm sorry. Just, there's just Pinko and Plinko machines. Well, yeah, but they're there. Pachink, pachinko, excuse yeah. me, Pachinko. So they have arcades and stuff there, and they're like redemption tickets and, and, and whatnot. They, they still make games over there. <clears throat> so after 50 years so of the arcades... It's all over, huh? Yep, they closed down. A whole bunch of stores closed. Um, so no more arcades. Sorry, everyone. Go back home, play your games on your mobile phones and your consoles and your streaming services and wherever else that you want to play your video games because arcades in Japan are now closed. You could play, you could play all the games from the arcade on your phone. You know that, right? Right. Through an emulator. Right. Right. Okay. Well, every classic game you ever wanted. Right. And the last story, the last story that we have is, uh, that's worth 10 bucks. What? Every game in existence on your phone? Not every game in existence, but like, like, uh, you pick like a, a bracket of time. Like eighty to eighty two, eighty two to eighty four, and all the games like <clears throat> all the games from that era is ten bucks. So Masters of the Universe, live action, Mattel movie, 
heads to Netflix. This is the third He-Man thing coming to Netflix, right? They had Kevin Smith's... I'm still hurt by it. I still haven't watched the second half of the, of the show. Okay. Then there's the actual show that I didn't think I was going to like, but I really liked. Okay. The, the Masters of the Universe one. And then there's the Masters of the Universe live action. Wow. Okay. It was in development at Sony. And now Kyle Allen to play He-Man. If you guys don't know who Kyle Allen is, that's who Kyle and Allen is. And he will be playing He-Man while he goes, like, like Dolph Lundgren did back <laughs> that's in the That's all I keep hearing. That's all I keep right? hearing is that's, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. So he is, he is it. Now, here's where it gets... Is he, is he, is he, wait, is he going to start working out? I, I, I guess. Now, here's, here's where it gets good, Sarge. <laughs> Wait, wait, is he is he really going to start working out soon? Like, I, when is the I have no idea. when is the movie coming I, out? It comes out this summer. All right, okay. <clears throat> so the Mattel's live action Masters of the Universe film, based on the iconic 1980s muscular action figure toy line, is determined to live on. Now, after being in development at Sony for quite some years, the feature project is now moving over to Netflix for the summer start. Oh, it starts in the summer, so they're filming it in the summer. It doesn't come out okay. this year. Okay. Uh, there's a buzz about this some time ago, but Sony would not confirm. Now that the rumor, now the reality, Sony, meanwhile, will keep the rights to the film in China. Now, Adam and Aaron Nee from The Lost City remain attached to direct the screenplay of this. But the writer of this, Sarge, is the guy, David Callham, who wrote Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings and Wonder Woman 1984. Okay? Which I have to say, Wonder Woman 1984 is probably one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. It's definitely one of the worst superhero films I've ever seen in my entire life. Shang Chi's dialogue and and script wasn't as good as well. Okay, hey, it's entertaining, but it's not it's not great. Okay, so the guy who made Wonder Woman, which lost money, which made Shang Chi, which made seven bucks, okay, is now making Masters of the Universe. Thank God it's on Netflix because it'll probably make the most money of subscribers because they're not going to be watching Masters of the Universe. Okay, so there you go, Sarge. That's the last story. Like, what do you think? Do you think do you think this is going to be a good movie? We know nothing of it. We know nothing of it. It's on Netflix. Netflix made one. <laughs> we've we've now been claimed by YouTube. Um. So, they had one good show. Now, the animation of, of, of his show, of Kevin Smith's show, was fantastic. Okay? But, man, was it... It's woke. Okay? Then the other Masters of the Universe, a little bit of woke, but a really good show. Not as good an animation. Okay? And now we have this live action of Masters of the Universe. I mean, they, they have nowhere to go, bro. They, they they just look at they, it. They, they have no, nowhere to they go. They got nowhere to go but up, because you can't fail in Hollywood anymore. It's just they don't care. It could be a bomb. It doesn't matter. They're like, I was having fun. It's a, it's a credit. Their their mentality of the players playing video games nowadays is we made the film. Doesn't matter. We had fun making it. Loses money. We're down six hundred million dollars this term. Doesn't matter. I had fun. But, had fun but that just it. goes to show you how much money they have to burn. How much? How many times can you fail and the company is still solvent? How? I don't know. I don't know. 
the way the way that they talk, it's like we're operating on razor thin margins. We are barely staying open. I Meanwhile, mean, I can I can release like seventeen at crappy this point, bombs, and you're still here. At this point, I kind of want it to be like Hardware Wars. Like I want it to be. I don't want it to be a real Masters guys, of the Universe. I want it to be. Chat's probably too young. Maybe Gator knows, but if you guys ever see the, if you ever watch the little trailer, it's what it is. It's a trailer. It's about a spoof. It's a Star it's a fan Wars, made film. Yeah, it's not a film. It's a, just well, a trailer. It's just, I understand that, but it's a just fan. A made, it's a fan made. It's a fan made thing. It's called. You look. You guys can look it up. It's called Hardware Wars. You can look it up on YouTube. I mean, I, I don't. I don't get it, man. You know what other series I thought could have been really good, like really good, like the story is really good was Thundercats, and they pissed that away. They pissed it away, like they they are literally destroying IPs. Every month, they just uh, and, and let you know it's a short film. It's thirteen minutes. It's not a trailer. It's a thirteen-minute movie, Hardware Wars. It's a spoof trailer. It's thirteen minutes. It's not a trailer. It's thirteen it minutes. It is. It's, it's a short it, film. It's a, it's a short well, film. All right. Well, it's labeled short film, but the actual context of the thing is a trailer. <laughs> yeah. So Hardware Wars, I kind of want them to do a He-Man like that, like a fan-made He-Man. Have right. you seen the fan made stuff on YouTube? Yes. Like, you guys do copy Star Wars. Yeah. Like did, you, did you ever How see? How great it is. Did you ever see uh, uh, Star Wars theories? Uh, Darth Vader series that he's doing the the first episode. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. It it's is amazing. Even the shittiest version of of people that do stuff on the internet is is ten times better than some of the stuff on Netflix right now. Yeah. One hundred percent. It'll be woke, and they'll blame sexism for failing. Maybe. I hope Kevin Smith comes in, gives his two cents, and helps him. He's like, listen, I made, I made a He-Man. Maybe you didn't know. I could help you out here. They really like Tila. They really like Tila. Make sure you double down on Tila. Make sure you make her the, the He-She, He-Man. My favorite, he, my, favorite, my favorite part of the He-Man toys, Tila, Tila and the Evelyn, is their thighs. It was the greatest thighs ever given to a female action well, figure Well, yeah, because ever. They, they, they had really skinny arms. They had really skinny those, arms, but the, their but thighs legs, were like He-Man's thunder, arms. Yeah. Thunder thighs. Yeah. Amazing figure. Yeah. I thought she was like, I thought she was all, wasn't Tila, wasn't Tila's action figure? I thought it was all skinny, wasn't it? No. She had thunder thighs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this is it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah, she had. Uh, and this, by the way, this is the. I, I, I wanted to let you know. I I did purchase that Exo Squad DVD, and I don't. I know. I can't tell if it's a bootleg or not because it's done so well, and it's very clear. It's done very well. It's like remastered. <clears throat> That's a great show. The storyline. Let me tell you how serious it is. The storyline in that show. It's a kid show from '87. Okay, the storyline that could not be told today. It 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 goes bad. The story. It, it goes the bad in the third line, season, like episode three. The storyline in that in that show could not be told today. That's how that's how adult it is, and it's a children's cartoon from 1987. Yep, there's Tila. We've gone backwards, man. We've gone backwards. I don't I don't understand where the creativity has gone, but we are taking the most beautiful IPs and flushing them down the toilet. Well, they're 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 they have no original thoughts anymore. And they're like, how can we, how can we, how ruin, can we shit on He Man? Right. How can we ruin any IPs that were good back in the day? I think, I think if you got Dolph Lundgren to play He Man right now, it'd be better than whatever they're doing 
<laughs> whatever they're doing. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see them do what they did to, to uh, Captain America with uh, Chris Evans. I want to see Adam being played by like some skinny ass guy that's like a toothpick, and then make him into the Rock. Okay, that's that's what that's what I want to see. Like live action, like like not even the same guy. Just implement the face like they did Chris <laughs> Evans on the skinny dude. Okay, and then it's the Rock, right? So the Rock should be he uh, should be uh, He Man. Take Rock's oh. face, put him on a skinny ass body. Speaking of the Rock, I heard that the the movie that he's working on is Call of Duty. Is that is that official? I I I hear a good rumor. Well, who's um, I have to I I have to I have to verify, but I think the rumor is it because it, it was one of the, the movies. The movie the movie that they're talking about that he's going to be in that's a video game. Call of Duty. I don't care. That's Fast and Furious then. Uh, probably. Yeah, it's it's Call of Duty, but it's Fast and Furious. It's just instead of cars, it's military vehicles, and and it's going to be like a Mission Impossible slash, um, yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll have zombies in it. Sure. Why like, not? The, the movie will be on for like an hour and 30 minutes, and then when everyone stops paying attention to it, zombies come in. Yeah. It could be any other movie in the world, but no, they'll make Call of Duty. Of course they will. Of course they will. Well, good for, good for Microsoft. If they, if they get the Activision Blizzard, they, they own the rights for it, right? It's going to be a rough year. That was just January. Final right? Fantasy, or I'm sorry. That was just Fast and Furious 57, COD. Yeah, that's, it, that's what it is. <laughs> This this is that this is a rough month, bro. This is just January. And February started. This is gonna be the game, the month of games. Well, right. Well, next week I'm I'm playing Lost Ark. Um, I don't know if I'll pick up any other game for the month. I'm not I'm not playing Destiny. I am Destiny free. I feel like we should start a crew, like a like an AA type of thing. I, I've been uh, Destiny free since uh, 2020 or 2021. Uh, it's I've been uh, 11 months, 11 months sober of of Destiny. <laughs> You gotta have like a chip to show. I, I, I thought about playing, but yeah. I, I stopped myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took a rubber I, band. I, I, I installed the game, and then yeah, I immediately took it off. I I, I logged in. Actually, that would be felt false. I, Is it I, out yet? I don't think it was out yet. Smash I thought it was next week. I no, thought it was Tuesday. I think, I think it's out now. It's out for a bunch of people. I think it comes out. I think it comes out tonight at midnight, doesn't it? Well, that's not a February game. Then if it comes out on Tuesday, Tuesday wasn't February yet. Well, no, for other for other. Oh, wait, no, wait. Tuesday was. Yeah. Tuesday was that yeah. was Groundhog Day. That's correct. I think I think we should do it though, Sarge. I think we should make a Destiny Destiny Anonymous. You know, I'll be a someone sponsor if someone wants it. If you're if you're trying to break free, I can I can find ways to help you. Right, we can find you another shitty game to to play and and keep your time interested. All right, that is the end of. Episode 296. 296 is in the can. I do appreciate everyone coming out for Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast. Yeah, we're, 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 so, so wait, does that mean that the first the first week in March is going to be our 300th episode? Uh, I got to look at a calendar. I got to look at a calendar. Um, Ooh. What, what are we going to do for 300? Are we going to watch the movie 300? Okay, so gonna... 297, 298, 299. Yeah. So 300 falls. 300. Falls on March third, so it's March third, episode three hundred. A lot of threes. A lot of threes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do uh, like a flashback episode. 
of where we were to where we are, it's good. It's come a long fucking way. <clears throat> like, just talk about, like, topics that we, we, we did. Maybe we don't do an actual... I don't know. I don't want to say that because I'm, I know I'm the one that's editing it. I got to go through everything and try to find all the stuff and then put... To, I, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I don't know what I, we're going to do I, for I could 300. Start, I, could start, I could start going through them. <clears throat> There's a lot. Because uh, the new episodes going, for the last, like, going, six I, months are organized. Everything before that, it, you, you have to listen to two hours and try to find something. Right, so I'll be missing for the next couple shows. You'll, you'll be lot, missing for the year. Do you understand how much content we have for this show? Average two hours for 300 episodes. That's how much footage you have to go through. That's a lot of wait, hours. Dynamite, wait a minute. You said Dynamite's broken? Come on, Dupless. The game just came out. Give it, give it. Come on, man. Give well, it no, a week. I, I, heard, I, heard, give it a week. I heard that as well. I heard Dying Light is broken. It's glitchy and stuff. Big time. All right. But All right, well, back, back to ESO or Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you I'll see mid-month when the other game comes out. Yeah, so uh, Generation X Gaming, weekly podcast. that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single uh, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do appreciate you coming out. If you'd like to support the channel in any way, shape, or form, you can hit the like button. Uh, you can hit the follow button and comment down below. You can share it with a friend. Uh, that's that's the free ways to help. If you'd like to help support, you can become a member. You can become a subscriber. You can use your Twitch Prime sub. Uh, there's there's lots of different things you that you can do uh, to to be a part of this uh, this community. Uh, we do this show every Thursday. I'm going back to my normal schedule on Monday. I'll be back doing the daily grind. I was sick for a week, um, so I'm still getting over it. Um, but we'll be back Monday, Monday, eight o'clock in the morning. I just hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I do appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, if you miss anything part of this show, you can watch the past broadcasts on YouTube, Twitch. Also, you can watch on Spotify, uh, video, uh, version as well. And then we'll break each of these stories out or some of these stories off themselves as, uh, uploads for, throughout the week on this channel. Cause some people just don't want to click on a two hour podcast. So they, they'll pick a, a five minute or 10 minute long segment and watch that instead. So I do appreciate you very much. Don't forget to uh, also go over to our Nerding with 30 site uh, and watch uh, those videos over there and hit the subscribe button. I appreciate you very much. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. See you next time, guys. Game on. Sixty-five years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.
two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.